Space, the final frontier. These are the voyages of the Starship Enterprise. Its continuing mission. To explore strange new worlds. To seek out new life and new civilizations. To boldly go where no man has gone before. All you crazy aliens out there in the Federation, in the Romulan Star Empire, and in the Klingon Empire, in the Alpha, Beta, Gamma, and Delta Quadrants, it is us, the Academy Star Trek Podcast, baby. We're back for another great episode. I am James T. Kirk's Greek cousin. Yeah, you didn't think that Kirk had Greeks in his family, but guess what? He did. Wow. And I'm also joined here by my man who's who has said no i said endorian tale which those those endorians are fine as all hell my man john enright the sinister minister co-host of the smack attack also moonlighting with michael jargo on destino podcast talking about that japanese bullshit wrestling it is my man my friend, the Sinister Minister, John Enright. Johnny, how are you today, brother? Oh, brother, very, very good. It's uh, For those who are listening, it's a Monday. Just finished a uh, program with the kids. So we nice. took it to the local pool today. Uh, had a good time with that. And then there's a uh, local uh, snow cone place that we took him to right after. So uh, And then all that fun stuff. So had a good day uh, with work and getting all that stuff done. This is last few weeks have been busy. Grants were due for the quarter last uh last week so you know there's always scrambling and things like that mm-hmm. so uh you know and then just getting ready to watch some live wrestling saturday night so yeah be there fun. you go Gonna nice go, go watch some uh pele pro wrestling which uh mm-hmm. i've been doing i've been shouting them out because uh they uh donated tickets for free to the kids of our program at the clients oh, at, at freedom house so absolutely um, wonderful so I do want to give Kyle Hessler, the owner of Pele Pro Wrestling and Pele Pro Wrestling, a shout out uh, for supporting us at Freedom House and giving us free tickets. And he said standing invitation, uh, which is oh, good. good. That's awesome. That's really great. So, you know, for any of the shows that we want to get tickets for, just call them up and we'll get them for us. Beautiful. So um, good man. Good dude. Uh, and, you know, he's like, you know, I'm I'm a Christian. God's blessed me. And so I just want to turn around and give blessings to others. So. Um, you know, so if you want to support him, sounds like a good dude, man. Um, you mm-hmm. can watch if you can. I know you can't make it to Texas necessarily, um, but uh, we you can watch on the Fight uh, Network uh, okay. app or on Title Match. So Beautiful. if you've got either of those, nice. you can watch this Saturday. Uh, the, the matches start at seven. Six o'clock is the meet and greet. Um, and seven o'clock is the matches, so you can watch that way. Um, and you know, maybe that'll be a destination because there's a wrestler down here named Bryson Scott, and he wants to punch GGP in the face. And so, mm-hmm. uh, maybe that's the place where we can get GGP down to Texas, and uh, we'll give Bryson Scott a uh, Star Trek, uh, maybe we'll give him a red shirt, and maybe we'll give GGP a, a Stormtrooper white shirt and let them go at it in the ring that way. <laughs> Wow. You know, <laughs> hey, you know what they say? Greeks don't do no jobs. Okay? No, I know. I don't. Except for except for when he's on AEW and that kid was kicking it after this. 
dude, that was. Re- I mean, come on. Man, that's... I, I, I know he had to be oh. in his head. What the fuck? What Listen, the fuck? you know, you know, DGP's like, it's anything, anything you got another bucket. He's like, yeah, kid, you can kick me as long as I get another bucket. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Yeah, oh the, god, I mean, the I mean, bookie listen, monster. I mean, listen, I get it. You know, yeah. I get it, you know. I guess Rody's kid, and you know they're 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 trying to help him right. get through this. You know, I mean, the kid lost his father. I mean, yeah. there's a lot of fans that feel a lot of hate about that. And it's no, like, guys, um, come on, man. You know, you guys yeah. got to realize something. You know, I mean, he just wouldn't go in there and do it on his own. Obviously, right. I mean, obviously, he talked to Papa Don about that. And him and Papa Don, yeah, share shared a moment back there, and and that's a moment. You know, hey, listen, you know, I mean, that's a moment that you know Papa Don could be connected to Brody because right. So there, so there you go. I mean, it, it's. People just got to, like, you know, calm down. You no, know, I just thought it was funny. I laughed. I was like, you know, part of me is thinking, no, GGP's like, fucking kid, why are you doing it? And then he's like, well, if I can get another book in, all right, never mind. Kid's like, a Star Trek fan? He's Yeah, exactly. Negative one's a Star Trek fan? Yeah, negative one's a Star Trek fan. He heard, he heard about the NFL podcast. He's like, he's like, fuck this shit, get <laughs> yeah, out of here. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> dude, that would be so great to get that as a meme, like, you know, where it says Star Trek and then on, on, on negative yeah. one. And then Star Wars on GGPs. He's kicking them out of the ring. Oh, my oh God. Uh, he's going to hear this and he's going to get on us. But uh. Uh, Well, actually, I, I'm going to see him and oh, yeah. see him the 31st because he's oh, wrestling yeah. for Immortal. He's defending the championship at Immortal. Oh, then you're going to have that. That would be funny to have that ready for him. <laughs> like, it would be. Hey, look, you see this video? <laughs> he gets so pissed. Oh, my God. He'll get fucking hot. I'm going to get him all riled up. Oh, oh shit. But no, but yeah, so that's. Who's the headliner for that show, John? Uh oh, man, dude, they have so many people coming on the show. Uh, let's see, co-main is Josh Alexander and Fuego del Sol. Wow, you know, um, let's see, dude, Josh, Josh Alexander should crush him in like in five minutes. Uh, seriously, dude. I, mean, I mean, Josh Alexander is a fucking animal. Yeah, he's great. Um, let's see, who else? Uh, I do know. Uh, um, let's see, main event Cam Cole. Is the uh, no? Sorry, it's Cam uh, Cam Cole versus Fuego del Sol for the championship. Okay. Um, Josh Alexander fa- facing a local guy out of uh, um, out of Booker T School, Izzy okay. James, who's a great guy up here. Um, let's see who else is going to be here. Um, let's see. There is uh, also going to be on the show is Gino Medina. Uh, uh, what's his name? Ricardo Rodriguez. Okay. Um, then there's um, uh, oh, oh, uh, the rare fair guy. Oh, Richard Holiday. Well, Richard, really, Richard Holiday yeah. is gonna be on the show. Richard Holiday is gonna be on the show. Wow, so yeah, Richard, Richard um, Holiday's a great guy, man. Yeah, he's he's, he's gonna be good, on the show. He's he's. I mean, you want to talk about? Let's talk about a fucking star, a guy that you know. It's like why? I mean, I get everyone's like. Well, he signed this. Who's the contract? MLW was like, yeah, and AEW could fucking sign him in a heartbeat. Mm-hmm. Team him up with uh, MJF, and right. there you go. I mean, because you want to talk about a star? He's a star. He's he wrestled for Immortal a couple times, and he was actually the Immortal champion for a while too. And mm-hmm. just a really really nice guy, man. Just yeah. a really good guy. So oh, that's uh, uh, the Savage Gentleman uh, Benjamin. Uh, oh, uh, Victor, Victor Benjamin. Benjamin? Yeah. yeah. He's actually he's like, uh, wrestling my friend Chandler Hopkins, so oh, that's cool. going to be good. That's he's, be good I mean, you want to talk about like a guy that too is like him and Lady Frost. Why aren't mm-hmm. they signed the contract? They also, he also wrestled in Mortal too. 
Mm. And they love my donuts too. They're a huge, dude, hey. a huge fan of dipping donuts. Hey, there ain't nothing wrong with that. So shout out! To, I'll have to talk to him about that then. Yeah, seriously, uh, ask him. Be like, hey man, my my yeah. buddy's the the guy that owns dipping donuts. He said yeah. you wrestled for a show at Immortal. He'll, he'll he'll probably remember that. Oh yeah, no, he yeah. he. Uh, we, we're talking. Him and I have been talking. Now I might take him to Bucky's when he comes down here. Really? Yeah. Richard Benjamin. So- yeah. Wow, yeah. that's awesome, bro. Yeah. So we him and I have been talking for a while. That's awesome. Says, I said if he ever comes to Texas, I'll trick treat him to Bucky's because nice. he was talking about Wawa or something like that. Yeah. I'm like, nah, bro, you gotta come to you gotta come to Bucky's and check this out. Mm-hmm. And he goes, and I said, if you ever come to Texas, I'll take you. So that's uh, awesome. Yeah, no. Yeah, so no, the, to... you know, he's a good dude. Yeah. If you yeah. see him just say, Yeah, just met just kinda say that. Yeah. You should remember, I mean, because I brought a lot of donuts there, and he <laughs> he went to town. I'll just say that. I mean, but, I, mean, I mean, but the guy's chiseled out of stone, though. Oh, I know that dude. Is I mean, so I mean he's got he's got abs on top of fucking abs on top of abs. Yeah, yeah. So, oh man, it's crazy. Yeah, so it's gonna be a good show. Uh, let's see, Calvin Tankman's gonna be there as well. Um, he's a newer guy on the scene. I don't know, but you know, he's a pretty big dude. Um, and then a lot of Texas people too. That's good. So, um, it'll be a good show. It'll Who's be the a female good match? Uh, I don't see one. Really? Yeah. There's not one. There's not one listed. Hmm. Anyway, so um, I guess I mean there's 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 so many female wrestlers in Texas though. If you want to, you could probably yeah. book a couple. But, you know. Oh yeah, yeah. You know, there's probably like Roxy or you know. Yeah, different... Roxy, Alex Gracia. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah, there are so many over here. Um, it, it's just. You know, I don't, I don't know who it is. There's, there's nothing, there's nothing on any of the advertisements that I've seen so far, listing a female show. Um, but I think I went to one show um, a while back, and they didn't have a female match on the card. Hmm. So, um, well, I mean, you know, plus two, you know, there's also the thing about the Me Too thing, and yeah, so, I mean, you that's know. you know, you do, some promoters are a little, you know, gun shy about that, right? So. Exactly. You know, it, it's one of those things where you're just like, hmm, I don't know. But yeah. yeah. So, but, uh, so yeah, if you want to check them out and you're not here in Texas, um, you can still get tickets. Uh, front row is 50 bucks and 25 for general admission. But if you put in the promo wow, code, hold on for a second, $50. Uh... Here's the crazy part. All right. You ready? Yeah. 50 bucks, 16 and under get free. So Jacob gets to go for free with me and sit front row right next to me. Wow. So I only paid fifty bucks, but I'm getting two tickets for that. Um, okay. So yeah, so Kyle's a great dude. If you put in the code Street, you can get those twenty five dollar tickets for ten bucks. Wow. You know they were passing out, and so, he's he was uh, like, if if you hand out flyers last night mm-hmm. at uh, or tonight, so tonight's Raw in Dallas. Yesterday yeah. was Money in the Bank in Fort Worth. If you went and helped uh, hand out flyers, he gave you free tickets. So wow. so, so so just a question. Does he actually make money at these shows? I hope he does. I hope he does too. But like the goal, I think, you know, he's only, this is, he's not even running the year. So I think really the goal is to get people coming and, you know, but I mean, he's, he's putting on good shows for fight to hold, you know, you know, his I mean, stuff yeah. and to broadcast I mean, it. I mean, that's it. And obviously, obviously he's getting a, a, a cut of that from, from yeah. fighting stuff. So, all right. Well, okay. And he's making connections like he was up um, up this weekend in Chicago for the Warrior Wrestling thing. Okay. Um, and uh, so um, so some people, you know, he had some people who were helping down here with money to make and everything, but he was up at the Warrior Wrestling thing because I saw pictures on his Instagram and Twitter of him up there with Lance and a couple other guys. Okay. 
So, you know, and making connections and doing that kind of stuff too. So, um, hey, I'm glad to support him. You know, um, mm-hmm. you know, like he said, he's doing this because, you know, he's been blessed and he wants to, you know, he wants to put on good shows and just, you know, make it fun and family friendly. Yeah. So um, I'll do what I can to support him. Hey, for and he said, I don't know. I was thinking fifty was too expensive. I was thinking about like thirty and fifteen for front row and and. Uh, no, no, you, like, you got it. No, you got to like, do. You got to do. I said, hey, I'll do thirty if you want to charge me thirty. That's fine. I said, but you know, you got to know the product you have too. And I said, you know, if you make it too cheap, it'll seem like you know you're an also ran kind exactly, of thing. Yeah. I said, I said fifty's good. I said that's what. VIP Lou in his like VIP section. That's what he does. Yeah. You know, a lot of local promotions do that. I said, I think you're good there. I said, because anything less, you're just not going to seem as quality. No, no you know, no. even though he does put on quality shows, it's just when you see that price sometimes, you know. And I mean, he's got to make some money. So yeah, yeah, obviously, yeah. No, I mean that's good. Does he? Does he? He obviously does a lot of signings though, so he's probably going to do well with the signings. Yeah, like so, like at six o'clock is the meet and greet. So. You know, uh, obviously, he'll have all that too, where people can okay. make their money. Like, you know, right. the last show we went to, Mike Bennett was there, okay, and, and a bunch of other guys. So you know, I mean, it's it's you know, he he pulls big names, man. He That's gets good, hey. all kinds of big names. Listen, uh, if he if if he if he gets the big names and he's able yeah. to do well with the signings and do the half and half, yeah, where you know where he gets to keep some of the signing money and stuff, hey, mm-hmm. you know, or there's even some some guys they come, they just say, listen, just here's my rate. Right, and you just keep all the gimmick money, and that's that's yeah. good too. So yeah, so I mean, Sam Adonis was the champ for a little while, so you know he's had you know pretty good you know independent wrestling guys. Jeff Cobb, Jeff Cobb okay. is here. You know, I mean, he's got names. He gets names. That's not the problem at all. You know, it's just uh, you know, I mean, it's Texas. You know, it's Texas. I mean, I mean yeah, it's Texas. Yeah, you got you got VIP running. You got all these other rushes, Lucha, Lucha Brutal. You've got. Um, Thunder Rosa's promotion, the all female promotion that she's mm-hmm. doing. Um, you know, it's just finding time and to, to run and making sure you aren't, you know, you don't want to compete. You got New Texas Pro Wrestling. Um, yeah. They're doing great stuff. You got Reality SWF, Wrestling. You got yeah. SW, was it? SWF. SWF, yeah. SWF, yeah. yeah. I mean, I mean, they're, they're running. Local. They're running uh, Saturday night too. They're up in Lubbock. Wow. You know, my friend Big, Big Fitz is wrestling Moonshine Mantel for the Texas Heavyweight wow. Championship. So that's going to be good. Like as much as I'd want to go do that, you know, it's like, well, I don't want to drive to Lubbock. You know. Um, yeah, I mean, so I mean, so that's a, so I mean, he'll get he'll get Weatherford, he'll get Fort Fort Worth, he'll get that, which is which is good, and then Lubbock will get the North, the Lubbock's North, right? Yeah, Lubbock's North. So so he'll get like Lubbock and the and the North. Amarillo, that kind of part. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, yeah. So which is cool. I mean, that's but that, that's that's TV, you know. So that's a TV recording, and yeah, and, so you know, yeah, which is cool. I mean, I can watch that on TV and still support the guys yeah. that are doing that too. Exactly. Yeah. So it's, it's not that big a deal. Um, but yeah, you got to you got to balance all that. And I mean, SW SWF is you know really blown up here in the last. Yeah, couple, they have. Yeah. You know, um, or SWE. I think it's SWE, know. yeah. yeah SWE. Um, I watched every now and then. It comes on at like ten o'clock sometimes on like the weekend, which sometimes I'm in bed. So, yeah. you know, <laughs> it's but you know they put on good stuff. They they do it too. Charlie Haas is the champ, and you know Rodney Mack. You know, as you know, him and Rodney Charlie Haas, Rodney Mack, and I forget like they're a faction now called the Prestige or something like that. Um, and you know, there's just a lot of great Texas wrestlers on that show and you of course mm-hmm. Teddy Long coming in and you know being the general manager for that. 
So, uh, you know, that's just really neat to watch, you know, that kind of stuff. And, you know, it's like, I know that guy. I know that guy. You know, yeah, so exactly. Like, yeah. You know, but, but then you got reality of wrestling down in uh, Booker T School down yeah. in Houston. You know, they, they do great stuff down there, too. So They put on good shows there. You know? They put on good shows, good too. Shows. So, you know, it's just it's a balancing act of who can you get, how much local yeah. talent versus outside talent do you bring in, um, you know. And there's a lot of hot Texas talent, so how do you balance that out? You know, like yeah. uh, when we went to the VIP show about three weeks ago on the 25th, Will Alday was supposed to be there, which he's really good. Um, and, you know, he was on AEW Dark, and he was on some other things. And um, he was supposed to be at VIP. Well, uh, Reality of Wrestling had to do had something for him to do. Um, and so he, he obviously had to honor that because he's their champ. He's one of their champs. And so it's like, well, he couldn't make it. And they said something about he was had a concussion. I'm like, no, he's at an event. Just say he's at an event for reality of wrestling. I, well, I, I mean, I mean, listen, I mean, I, it's I know. I get it, but you know. Oh you know, sometimes I'm like, no, I can go on the internet and I can look. I'm right now looking at him. He's at an event at the Skeeter at the Cafe, bro. Cafe. I guess. I guess. Well, I mean. It's not kayfabe because it's on the internet at the same time while I'm at the wrestling show that he's oh, at God, the baseball the, stadium. You oh, know? God, the fucking internet has ruined everything. I know. But, but, so guys, so guys, so, 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 so guys, so if you're in Texas, check it out, guys. And if you're not, um, watch it on Fight. Watch it on Fight, exactly. And plus two, if you're, if you're in the central New York area, come to Immortal Championship Wrestling at the Rome YMCA. I'm going to be there doing commentary. And obviously, like Richard Holly is going to be there. We got um, Bruce Van Slyke, who's another big, you know, guy. Ben Hameen, Greek guy Papadon, Justin Credible, HC Loke. Um, let's see who else? Are you getting yeah. Big Sal to make a run? In? No, no, no. Uh, but no, but it's going to be Papadon and Hameen. They're going to be together. So, so Ben Hameen yeah. will be there. Red Titus is going to face Greek guy Papadon for the Immortal Championship, and. Uh, yeah, so I mean, but I mean, but there's a lot of great other talent on there too, <laughs> along with Megan Bain, who was AEW, the Greek goddess, even though she's not Greek, but she is pretty much a goddess. So she'd be wrestling against Christina Marie, who is the immortal champion, who is a four foot, well, I'd say she's like five feet, and she can probably squat over 700 pounds. Whoa. Yeah, she's. Yeah, she's a big, she's a she's a strong girl, so it should be a really good match. So it's listen, it's top top to bottom, just 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 like in Texas, we we know how to do independent wrestling here in New York. So so guys, if if you if you're in the area, check us out, and uh, and if you see me or Jack come out to say, hey, Star Trek fucking rules because it does. That's so, right. So, right. Hey, are y'all on like fight or title matches? Or is there a way for somebody think, to watch it? I think we might be on fight. I think so. Okay. I have to. I have to ask Mike King, the promoter. He's going to be because okay. because uh, Dippin' Donuts is one of the main sponsors of Immortal. So right. So I'm pretty much. I'm pretty much like in the cut. Let's say. Right. So I'll, I'll right. ask him. I'll ask him tomorrow when I when I see him tomorrow. Because I mean, I'd like to watch that show. Yeah. No. I mean, it's yeah. It'd be a it's be a really good show, and I'll be doing commentary. Yeah. So you'll hear, so you hear my comments. Oh, you better throw it in the academy, like fucking. You if know. we're on fight, I will trust me. If yeah. we're on fight, I'll make sure to get my shit in. So yeah, yeah, um, yeah. I'll make sure to get my shit in. So, so, so as we as we transition from, you know, from uh, I was talking about local independent professional wrestling, which is one of our other main 
loves here. Let's let's get back to our main to our main love, which is Star Trek. So, John, there's been a lot of news, John, about Star Trek. I mean, so much, and especially mm-hmm. about this, especially about Star Trek Four. I mean, what? I mean, I, I know I, I know you have stuff in a list though, but I want to know something, man, because. You All told right. me like you told me off the air that now it has a new director. I mean, mm-hmm. I thought I thought JJ Abrams was supposed to be directing this. So, so what the hell's going on? All right. Well, hey, I'm glad you asked that. Let's uh let's uh make our let's blow the bosun's whistle so that everyone is paying attention so they can hear the local news right now. And let us go into our news, which the first thing as you said, we're going to talk about is a Star Trek movie. It, it's it's being done by J.J. Abrams' company, but okay. he's, he's going to be more of a producer role. Um, you know, uh, it's going to be done by uh, Matthew uh, Shakeman. And if that name sounds familiar, because he was the one who did the WandaVision. Um, oh, okay. You know, he okay. orchestrated the, the Disney Plus series WandaVision, and that has 23 Emmy nominations. Um, that, and, was, that was done extremely well, too. Yeah. Very yeah. well. Very well done. And it says he has made a deal to direct the next untitled Star Trek film for Paramount and Bad Robots, J.J. Abrams. Um, deadline here is that the film will now be move at warp speed and begin production next spring. They have a script by Lindsay Beer and Geneva Robertson Dwaret, which I don't think that was the same name as the lady. She was more Hispanic when we no. last you know heard about no, that. It was no, it from Discovery. And so, but it says this is significant in that this is the first Star Trek film to be written by female screenwriters. Uh, recent attempts at scripting Trek films were done by the Revenant's Mark L. Smith uh, for Quentin Tarantino and by Noah Hawley. Um, here's a, hold on. Here, here's okay. the thing. Is it the best script available? I don't know. Because because I get it. I, I, I get it. It's all fun. It's a virtue signal and say, oh, first female written script ever. But here's the thing. Is, will this, is, is it the best script out there? We're gonna I mean, because out. I, well, yeah, obviously, well, I mean, we're gonna know. I mean, we won't know the other scripts because we weren't privy to them. Yeah. So it's like, and you know, and that's that's just the shit that pisses me off about about Hollywood. It's like, listen, it doesn't matter who the person is. If it's if the person's best for the job, that's mm-hmm. that's what you do. Or if this is the best, go for it. So right. I, well, I, I, I mean, I, we we have we have. I mean. We've heard a little bit about what Noah Halley's was when yeah, we talked about yeah. it a couple of weeks ago. Sounded interesting. We know that he was talking about more character based and you know about a different out you know aspect of the Star Trek universe. Yeah. Um, you know, I who, but who knows? This is going to be something we aren't going to know anything for sure about until yeah. we see it. I just, I just, I just, I just hope they don't shoehorn a bunch of. Hope they, hope they shoehorn not, not, not too much of the SJW bullshit in it. We'll just have to wait and see, unfortunately. Yeah, that's unfortunately. kind of one of those things that we don't know. So, um, Shakeman uh, came out of theater and remains an artistic director at the uh, Geffen Playhouse in Los Angeles. And before WandaVision, he was EP and director for The Great and helmed a series of episodes for Always Study in Philadelphia, Fargo, and Game of Thrones. Hmm. Um, so, you know, he's done some pretty good work. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. You know, so because of his work on WandaVision, he's now an A-list film director who chose Star Trek over several other offers. So he chose wow. that. So mm-hmm. there's a coup for Paramount's motion picture group. Uh, studio chairman Emma Watts, who pushed hard to land Shakeman. He is rep by UTA, our, uh, Artist First, and la, 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 la. who cares about who he's rep for? Yeah. All kinds of people. But apparently this was, he chose Star Trek, and then it was big for Emma Watts, which we knew him, uh, last time we had talked with the uh, 
Noah Halley that her and him didn't necessarily get along yeah. uh, when they uh, were talking that script because of some stuff at Fox that he had done and didn't do well. And so we think some of that carried over with yeah. that. So, but I mean, it sounds like they're heading in a direction. Uh, I can't say good or bad, but yeah, you know, hire that guy. He, Matt Shakeman did a great job with no, he, no. I mean, WandaVision is was great. I I, I enjoyed the shit out of WandaVision. I did I too. Oh, WandaVision was good. The, the Falcon Winter Soldier was good too, and yeah. Loki was excellent as well. Oh so, yeah. I mean, so I mean, so obviously, obviously, the people that you know Disney hired to do these, you know. They didn't fuck around, so it's no. good for Paramount to get a to get a, a Matthew Shakeman, and you never know. I mean, listen, I mean, the script might be garbage, though. But I mean, if he can make something out of it, I mean, look at the motion picture. The motion, the script for the motion picture was garbage too. But you know, I mean, I mean, Robert Wise did a hell of a job directing that, and he was mm-hmm. a, a class A director. So you know, I mean, we'll we'll see, we'll see. I mean, hopefully. It, sh- it should be good. You know, it should be good. I mean, because, you know, we're pretty much open-minded here. And, you know, we love Trek for what it is. You know, we don't mm-hmm. really look into the whole political, social aspect. And if we do, okay, they're able to kind of skirt the issue here where they don't just push it in your face as hard as, say, Star Wars or any other type of, you know, type of, like, show. Right. Not now. So Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> so speaking of bad bad um things, uh what they what they're trying to do to make bad, it better. Bad um, things. <laughs> bad things that they try to make better. Um so uh, Paramount is releasing Star Trek uh, the original series movies uh in a 4K and Blu-ray set. So originally right. they were talking about doing the motion picture as a 4K HDR for Paramount Plus. <coughs> but ooh, ooh, that would do you, do you know how good that will look in four, especially with the special effects? Which, yeah, like that? they're doing. It would be fucking phenomenal. <laughs> so um, they're also doing that for the first four. Okay. For the motion picture, um, Wrath of Khan, Spurge for Spock, and uh, The Voyage Home. So all of those are getting the ultra 4K um, treatment as well as Blu-ray uh, in a set. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah, but, but here's the thing, though, Bo. Who the hell plays Blu-rays anymore, though? I do. Sorry, Jack. <laughs> Sorry, Jack. Well, I mean, I mean, I mean, the majority, <laughs> of, the majority of people are streaming now. I mean, so that's it. Yeah. So the, you can pre-order it on Amazon for the four movie set. Sorry. Sorry. For seventy forty-eight. Okay. That's their low price guarantee uh, to get the pre-order for. For that from Amazon, you can also um, you can pre-order the TOS Steel Steelbook now for one hundred nine ninety nine. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's kind of what they're doing with that. They you know there's been talk about updating some of these movies, putting in four K things like that, and they are going to do that for the motion picture for Paramount Plus. But mm-hmm. they decided to put them all on a Blu-ray DVD set because there's some of us who don't stream or don't have four K TVs mm-hmm. and. We're still doing the, uh, you know, regular old put it in a DVD and watch it kind of thing. I got you, bro. So, um, you know, but, uh, and then speaking of that, here's the other thing that kind of leads right into that. 
Star Trek Voyage Home to return to theaters in August 2nd for two nights. Really? Tickets, tickets are available now. It's one of those fathom events, you know. So uh, so this kind of came along with the whole announcement of the four movies being in 4K. And uh, it is the 55th anniversary of Star Trek in general. It's okay. also the 35th anniversary of Star Trek for The Voyage Home. Okay. And to celebrate, Paramount is working with Fathom Events to bring The Voyage Home to select movie theaters nationwide uh, mm-hmm. Thursday, August 19th, 3 p.m. and 7 p.m. And Sunday, August 22nd, 3 p.m. and 7 p.m. Um, the special 35th anniversary event will also include a featurette called Three Picture Saga, describing uh, described as informative and entertaining, featuring mm-hmm. the cast and crew exploring the backstory uh, wow. of the story arc seen in Star Trek 2, 3, and 4. And it says, we're so proud to work with Paramount to bring the Star Trek film back to theaters for the 35th anniversary. So Tom Lucas, VIP of Studio Relations for Fathom Events. Between being nominated for four Academy Awards and the unconventional storyline, this film in particular deserves the big screen treatment. It does. Yeah. According to Fathom, they will be showing the remastered version of the film. So you're getting the most up-to-date version. And tickets are on sale now at fathomevents.com through participating cinema box offices. So so basically, so basically you, you can go to Fathom and then you can figure out where where it's playing. It might be playing at your local Cineplex. Right. The closest yeah. one near you. So like okay. if you like right now, like I just went right now. Um for Thursday, August 19th. I'm look I put in my zip code and they're gonna show me uh Ridgemar, which is about 20, 30 minutes away. Northeast, which is about 45, and then Mansfield, which is probably 45. So I can right now I can get tickets to the Ridgemar 13 Extreme. That's the 30 minute drive. Mm-hmm. And I can get the three or the seven. And I would probably do a Sunday because during the week I wouldn't be able to do that. But yeah, Sunday I can get a three or seven PM right now. Wow. Um, to go see that movie. Um, that would be kind of cool, honestly, to go watch that again and see it on the big screen again. And that's and, in August, right? Yeah, August uh, 19th or the 22nd. Okay. So so I just so I just say, no, let me see where it's playing for me because – let me see because see if it's playing locally for me because I might go check it out. Yeah, I might get tickets and take my kid. Oh, wow. It's playing at uh, it's playing at Destiny, which is about 45 minutes away. Oh, there you go. Three, three and 7 o'clock. That's on August nineteenth, which is a Thursday. A Thursday. I should. I might be able to catch the three o'clock showing. There you go. Actually, you know what? I'm gonna buy the tickets right now. Actually, <laughs> I got you to buy another thing during the podcast. Look at me. Actually, I might buy two tickets because I might bring somebody with me. Oh, hello, special lady friend. Hello, yes, hello. So, because I mean, I mean, here's the thing. It's it's pretty cool to see. Wow, there's a lot of L before too. <laughs> oh, really? Yeah, there is. Yeah. Let me. I'm gonna click the Sunday at three. I want to see that. I'm gonna click oh, that. Actually, we'll do. So they're saying it's for me, thirteen fifty three. I don't know what they're saying it costs for you. I got so I got my seats next. Make sure I want to get some aisle seats. I uh, for me it's thirty two seventy. Thirty two seventy. 30, 3270. Oh, fuck. I don't have my fucking credit card on me. Wait a minute. Let me see if they got PayPal. So, all right. 
So yeah, no, I got a lot so, of seats, dude. There's a lot of. All right, so as so as so as Dimitri will grab his credit card and buy these tickets. Uh, <laughs> I mean, that's I mean that's that's fucking great. I'm definitely gonna go check that out. So yeah, on a Thursday afternoon, I'm gonna go start checking out Thursday I, afternoon. I got you to buy something else on the show. Yeah, I mean, buy something else. I so, am the worst friend for you. I just no, keep it's okay. Me buy shit no, up. no, 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 no. Actually, no. I did not buy that Playmobil one for five hundred dollars. Did you? Didn't I? Did not. I, uh, I, can't, I, I can't spend five hundred dollars. I was gonna say, dude, that's way too much money. That's that's, that's way too much. Money. I was gonna say, oh, but God. but John, what's next, John? Come on. All man. right, all right. So next, uh, John Delancey hints that Star Trek Picard may be a swan swan song for Q. What? Uh, yes. During, of course, John Delance like, has been doing, killing everyone off. What yeah. the fuck? Well, no, I mean, but John Delance has been a leaking sieve. Of course, in his cameo post, he provides how things are going. Uh, Q is different. Q is back. Q is kind of different. I must say, an older Q, no question about that. It's actually been great. I have enjoyed working with Patrick Stewart. I have enjoyed working with Brett Spiner and Jonathan Frakes. I've got two more episodes to do. So things are good in Q land. Q is back in the Star Trek universe, making Cars life a little bit more difficult. It's actually been fun. Working with Patrick, one of our Jonathan Frakes. Um, but uh, Paramount Plus has confirmed Brett Spiner is returning for season two. So it's not clear which character he's playing. In the previous update, we reported DeLance was saying he was doing a scene with Data. While he may have misspoken, the alternate timeline indi- ind- ind- indicated by the recent teaser trailer could allow for Spiner to play the intern one more time. DeLance said he will be doing a total of six episodes and also indicated the show is filming two seasons. Seasons two and three back to back. It isn't clear at this point if all six are going to be in there, um, you know. And then it also said um, the kind of tone Q is going to be saying. He says, "As a person who portrays Q, there are times where I wonder if humanity is worth myself." You will be happy to know that I'm on Picard, and many of the discussions I've had as of late have been just about that moral ideals. I think the character of Q works best in the philosophical zone, um, and so in. Um, um, in one of the videos, John talks about the famous closing scene of Star Trek Next Generation, Deja Q, where he appeared in the mariachi band. The actor revealed the scene was actually rushed and filmed at the end of a long day, so he did some improvising. It was shot about 11.45 on a Wednesday night. Why? Because the next day was Thanksgiving, and we could go till midnight that night, and we were running out of time. Mm-hmm. He had the scene very close, maybe around 11.30, which means pulling the camera. Happy, yeah. And I pulled out of my hat the experience of the days that are our lives. I had worked on days of our lives for three years on another character, Eugene, which became very, very popular. I used a lot of my improv stuff, and I just said, hey, listen, guys, we don't have very much time. Just roll the cameras. And I literally pulled that scene out of my ass, out of my hat, out of my hat. And so he got some humor into the role, but it looks like he's saying that somewhere in Picard, maybe season two or season three, we might not be seeing much more of Q. So, uh, how does knowing this, hearing this from the actor himself, how does this make you feel, Triple D? Um, that John Delancey saying maybe a swang song for Q. Sad, sad because I mean I love Q. Q's one of my favorite characters. Yeah, but if they do it properly, then okay. Because at the end of Picard season one, when they kind of did away with Data, I was like, you know what? Okay, this is. Closure. This is good because you know that's it. Data died in, in Nemesis. Yeah, mm-hmm. they kind of brought back his like say his contra back, okay, for, 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 for Picard, and they were able to kind of close it out, which was good. And you're like, okay, we got closure on this, you know. Mm-hmm. But and hopefully the same thing with Q where they're able to, you know, to have closure with Q and 
and that's it. I mean, I, I mean, I don't, I don't think Q's gonna die. You know, I just think that Q's just right. I think it's just Q's gonna say goodbye to Picard, and that's it. Because obviously, right. Picard's, Picard's probably gonna die because they're not gonna, you know, they're not going past season three. So right. either either they say anything where Picard just retires to Chateau Picard and the rest of his life and doesn't do anything or Picard dies doing something with Starfleet. My guess is he's going to die to do something with Starfleet and Q is going to be sad and you know that's it. That's going to be mm-hmm. Q's closure because he doesn't have Picard to play with and he tried playing with Cisco and Janeway and that didn't end up too hot for him. So, Yeah. Yeah. So I, I don't know. I, I It makes me sad. I think Q's yeah. good but I understand it too. I mean if they said they're only going to do three seasons worth of Picard you yeah. know, it, it kind of makes sense that does, he, would, yeah. he would fade away at the same time, too. But, you know, we'll just wait and see. You know, we have season two that's not even out yet, and they're talking about season three. Yeah. So let's see where season two goes. I think it should be interesting to see yeah. and, and how he's used. Uh, you know, Q is going to be great. So, all right, this one I know you're going to spend your money on uh, for this next one. It's Christmas in July, at least for fans of the collectors of the Hallmark Ornaments. Um, on July 10th, Hallmark released the new electronic mirror Spock ornament, which as the magic that began oh, last year with their keep fixed series. Oh, yeah. Yep, yep. So here's the thing. If you, so uh, it came out. So same thing for Softer Spock from Mr. Mirror from the Mirror Mirror Collection. Measures uh, 2.49 inches tall, uh, wide by 5 by 6, 8 inches high. By two by three, 2.37 deep inches, uh, inches deep. Overall, the 220 ornament nicely removes the character first seen in 1967. Spock's pedestal lights up in the science blue, and the dialogue is taken directly from Mirror Mirror. The sound quality is good, and the integration of the other characters in the ship and in space is truly artistic, as can be seen in the video below. They have a YouTube video where you can check that out. Um, the ornament retails for $34.99 and is available starting July 10th in Hallmark stores and at Hallmark.com. If you missed the Enterprise Tree Topper, Uhura, Sulu, or Kirk, they are also available again starting July 10th. So, um, and then uh, Ensign Pavel Chekhov will be available this October. Really? So, yes. The Keepsake Power Cord allows for seven ornaments, so we will be expect one more at a future date. And then, of course, then so, we talked so, about. So, hold on a second. So oh, yeah. So they had Uhura, Kirk. It's going to be McCoy. Right. McCoy. McCoy is going to be. Well, they got McCoy and Scotty. Yeah. So you. So right now, what's released is Kirk, Kirk, Sulu, Sulu, and Uhura, Uhura and now Spock. Spock, which is four. And then we know oh, Chekhov is, is five. Five. So that means you know. Kirk, McCoy, means, uh, McCoy and uh, Scotty. Scotty. That's seven. Yeah. Yeah. Man, so. and, and then you're going to have the whole fucking episode. Yeah. It's going to be a 45 minute episode on the tree. Exactly. Fuck yeah. Yeah. Fuck so. yeah, kid. That's a shoot, kid. Fuck yeah. yeah. That's that's Broadway right there. Yeah. Uh, so. Yeah, I just ordered it, actually. Nice. I had I, to. I got you by. I got you to buy something. Well, I mean, I mean, come on. I mean, it's completing the completing the collection. Yes. All right. Well, here's the other thing. Don't forget on July 23rd through the 25th, um, with Comic Con at home in conjunction with Comic Con at home, you can get that Klingon Star Trek Four Bird of Prey, the celebrating the Star Trek for the Voyage Home, the metal keepsake uh, pop minded ornament, the HMS Bounty. 
is available. So don't forget that. It's going to be $35 sold online only in conjunction with Comic-Con at home and New York Comic-Con. That's through that popminded.com slash events. Yeah, I, I, I tried to buy that, but it doesn't have PayPal or anything. I wish they could do it through the Hallmark chat. Yeah, Hallmark so, thing, well, that's because it's not available until the 23rd. So 23rd, 23rd July on Hallmark, right? Yes. Uh, no, on the uh, popminded.com slash Oh, popminded. Okay. Yeah. So if you're looking for that, popminded.com slash events. Here, let me just message this to you so you don't, so you got it. And it's going to be available July 23rd. So um, that is the date for, that's when this will go live. It says July 23rd to the 25th. Okay. And then if you miss it, there's also going to be another one in August. Uh, I mean, October. Um, the the next one will be October 7th through the 10th for New York Comic Con in conjunction with New York Comic Con. Um, so, or October 7th through 10th. So, you got two dates to get that Klingon Bird of Prey from the uh, 4th uh, movie. I'm about that. I'm seriously my my whole my whole tree is gonna be full of fucking. Stuff. It's gonna You're be gonna a have a Star Trek tree. I am gonna have a Star Trek tree. That's gonna be awesome. That's what that's I, I mean. Awesome. Actually, actually, I bought like, I bought like eight Star Trek ornaments from from a friend of mine, and then I've got like I had a, a friend of mine. She got me a couple of Star Trek ornaments. So it's like, guys, if you want, if you ever want to get Triple D a, a, a Christmas present or a present in general, just go on eBay and just get a just get Star Trek ornaments. Oh my goodness. That's, so. You can get so much stuff on there. I know. Yeah, uh, just because no, somebody had no time whatsoever, they put Kirk's Wrath of Khan scream in claymation. So um, you can go to the YouTube channel uh, Dust and God. Uh, yeah, God. yeah, and it's in claymation. You can watch it in that. It's pretty oh, that's funny. Great. That's yeah, it's celebrating their five year anniversary. They commissioned somebody to do that. Um, so we're getting to see some. Uh, clips from Star Trek's Lower Deck Season 2, Triple D. Have you seen any of the clips yet from... Um... Uh, I really haven't seen. The only one I've seen is the one where Riker and where Riker's talking about like, he's talking about like they're, like the Titans getting fucked up and he's talking about like being like a two-step song or something like that. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, where Boiler's like, oh my god! Ah! Yeah. Yeah, so it, it's, uh, it's interesting. I haven't seen any yet either, but there's some there. Um, you know, we see some of the actors talking about how fun it would be to play Jet Z. So Terry Farrell says she wants to play Jet Z again. Really? And Armin Shimmerin, he's one that he wants to be uh from one of the animated Trek shows. He'd like to do something like that. Yeah, um, I mean, that's I mean I mean I mean that's that's a lot easier than going doing like eighteen hour day acting and stuff. Yeah, yeah. And being in the makeup. So so when does Lower Decks come out? I mean, that should be coming out soon, right? August twelfth is the August twelfth, yeah. Is the official date is is that's, the the start date. That's coming out pretty soon, actually. Yes. Yes, it is. About less than a month away. Yeah, so, crazy, crazy. So we're, we're good. So here's the big thing. Star Trek Discovery and Lower Decks nominated for five Emmys. Really? Yes. So Star Trek... Wow. Uh, not, uh, so the Star Trek shows were nominated for, for five Emmys for its third season. Discovery was nominated in four categories. Outstanding, outstanding period and or character makeup, non-prosthetic... Okay. Outstanding prosthetic makeup. Okay. Outstanding sound editing for our comedy or drama series, one hour. Mm-hmm. Outstanding special visual effects for it in a single episode. And okay. then for its first season, Star Trek Lower Decks 
picked up one nomination, Outstanding Sound Editing for a Comedy or Drama Series Half Hour. And so, um, and of course, Paramount Plus a campaign for more high-profile Emmys. However, all of Trek's nominations are in the creative arts category, which is typical for the franchise. Uh, I mean, you know, I mean, here's the thing: it's like you don't want to not then win nomination, not even the not for like best like streaming series or anything. I mean, because right. I mean, it was well done. It wasn't like it was like it was like like garbage. I mean, it was a pretty good series. You know, I mean, you could put it yeah. up against the special effects from like any of the Disney Marvel series. I mean, mm-hmm. it's just as good or even better. Right. So. Yeah. So, and they were talking about Jeff Russo season three score did pick up some industry buzz, but he ended up being nominated for Fargo and not discovery. Um, I'm surprised because the season three music was uh, this, the, the score for the season three was fucking outstanding. Mm-hmm. I mean, Russo did a really good job just, just with all his music and the emotion and everything else. I mean, it was really good. Right, you know, and it's 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 just it's very interesting how it all works, uh, you know, and how you would do that because you know we we saw not in the Emmys but for something else all the nominations they were getting, but then you got to remember this year. Remember we talked about they didn't have a streaming versus TV, so streaming oh, and TV yeah. were, were yeah. going up against each other. Yeah, and, but here's the thing though, but like, but like, what's on TV that's better than Discovery though? Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I mean, I mean, I mean. Look, look at it. All, all the TV shows; they're all rehashes of, mm-hmm. of different shit. You know, it's just like there's no nothing original. Discovery's original. I'm sorry. I mean, I know everyone's like, "Well, Star Trek." It's like, yeah, but it's not a remake of Star Trek. It's something that's totally original and new that they mm-hmm. created. You know, I mean, they're 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 not counting on, you know, Kirk or Uhura. They're not flying the fucking Enterprise. You know where. Right. It's totally something different where the where they create it. It's like I don't know, whatever. I mean, I don't know. It's just there's always there's always been a bias against sci-fi in action. Because you know, like a lot of the Bond films, all the Bond films are done very well. Did Daniel mm-hmm. Craig should get a nomination for you know an Oscar for best actor, especially in Casino Royale? The performance yeah. he put through in Casino Royale was outstanding. Yet he doesn't get a nomination. Why? Because it's an action film. Yeah, because it's a spy film. It'd be oh, fuck that, you know. And, and the same thing with and it's the same thing with Star Trek, the Star Trek movies. In Star Trek two two thousand nine, you Chris Chris Pine couldn't get a nomination. Zachary Quinto couldn't get a nomination. How about how about Benedict Cumberbatch for his portrayal of fucking Khan? Yeah, I mean, come on, man. I mean, th- these are great fucking actors that done great things. And mm-hmm. to me, you know, it's it's just bullshit because. Because you know, oh, it's not artsy enough. Go fuck, go go fuck yeah. yourself. Okay, seriously. Okay, if it's good acting, it's good acting. Fucking nominated, and that's it. Plain and simple. Ran over. We we, we broke him on an Emmy nomination. You, oh, you fucking broke. Dude, you fucking broke me a while ago. <laughs> so, all right. So, uh, you know, I, I agree with you. I think the, the Emmys have become so hoity-toity, and some of these yeah. these Oscars, it's like, man, come on, just recognize. The, let the work be the work. You and know? La La Land should have won the best fucking movie too. Yeah, you know that was but, a great fucking movie. You know. Hey, Lance Archer should have won the TNT Championship three Dude, times. L- L- Lance Archer should be the AEW champion. That's impossible. Yeah. yeah. So um, I do hope that uh, Wednesday he beats John Moxley for the U.S. title in the second de- Texas Death Match. He's not gonna. It, he's not gonna win. He's not gonna. They're gonna. They're gonna. They're gonna. They're gonna fucking bury him. They're gonna. They're gonna. They're gonna. bury him. It drives me nuts. They're gonna. Well, I mean, welcome, 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 welcome to 
Welcome to all elite midget wrestling. Okay. Yeah. I mean, and, and he. I mean, I don't. I don't know if you saw, but I mean, I did. I found a way to watch the Texas Death Match in Tokyo with him and Moxley, and it was good. It was really good. I'm sure it was. You know, it was great, and I enjoyed it. I'm, I mean, was I mad he lost? Yeah, but I mean, still, he got to run with the championship, and New Japan did it right. You know, I mean, they, you know, they let him be the monster. He, they let him, you know, dominate and do the things he needed to. And then, but, and then, and then he, they slipped in a banana peel, and and Moxley got the win. Yeah, yeah that's well, that's how you book. Yeah, that's yeah, how you book a smaller guy versus a bigger guy. Yeah, you know, duh, or yeah. you have the bigger guy go over in, yeah. in no time. But obviously, it's going to be fifty fifty bullshit in AEW, mm-hmm. and. And they're gonna bury fucking Archer, and that's it. And it's like Archer's already buried us, as far as I'm concerned, because he got he's gotten beat. Yeah, he's gotten beat. How many times has he gotten fucking beat? Well, it's it's all been in championship matches. Yeah, Cody. seriously, man. Yeah, against Cody, against fucking whoever. I mean, my god, yeah, Miro. Okay. Yeah, Miro. Yeah, Miro. Okay. Him. Well, I mean, I mean, I mean, Miro's a little different. At least Miro is a fucking monster. Mm-hmm. But he, I don't fucking know, man. My god, man. He's he's like the fucking. I don't know. I don't know. I just man, how do how do we go from that to <laughs> you just I had to throw that in there. <laughs> you got broken with that shit. I did. I just oh, you know because I'm thinking shout, about Lindsay and I mean shout, yeah. trying to look out for our our former Academy guest. Yes. Shout Lance out Archer. Lance Archer. Yeah, Academy Star Trek fan. Yes, the number one Academy Star Trek. Yes, fan. he never. Yeah. Yes, you know, but. uh so you know, I just that's the only reason why because I thought about that. I was like, let's let's let me shoehorn Lance in here because he was a guest, and let's talk about that for the fun of it. And listen, and, and listen, it's, and, it's, and obviously, I'm not disrespecting Lance. I'm just saying yeah. that that he has been booked fucking wrong in AEW. Mm-hmm. I yeah. mean, AEW has fucking buried him. I'm, I'm yeah. sorry. As as, and as as much as as much as Lance will say, no, 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 Lance, no, they fucking buried you, bro. Yeah, because he's they, a good dude, and he won't. Yeah, say he that. is, and he won't say, and he won't say that. So yeah. it's just, and it's, and it's a goddamn shame too. Yeah, it, it really, really is. is a shame. It really is. So. All right, well, we're gonna see here how much you're gonna appreciate this story. Um, so, uh, Triple D, you you like collectibles and things like that? What what uh, toy yeah. company was most associated with Star Trek in the '90s? Do you remember Playmates? Well, they're they're back. Yeah, they're, baby. They're rejoining uh, their their attention to detail, authentic portrait sculpting, and new product innovation. The new line of Playmates Star Trek toys will kick off in 2020. So, uh, the, you know, they're returning to the franchise following Star Trek's entry into kids' content with the upcoming 2021 premiere of Star Trek Prodigy. Um, but they've already kind of released a, a photo, and it looks like, think, you know, they show people beaming in. And from what they've been able to figure out, that it's going to be Data from Star Trek Picard, okay. Michael Burnham from Discovery, okay. Jean-Luc Picard from Picard, Captain Pike from Discovery Season 2 and Strange New Worlds, Saru from Discovery, and a bearded Spock from Discovery Season 2. Oh, wow. Okay. So that's kind of the uh, history of that. Playmates was the master toy licensor from Star Trek from 1992 to 99, offering a sense of line of... Figures and vehicles and playsets from Star Trek The Next Generation, Deep Space Nine, Voyager, the original series, and films. In 2009, they returned briefly, releasing figures and accessories based on the J.J. Abrams Universe movie. And they are excited to be back partnering together. So, um, you know, Triple D, Playmates, back into the world of Star Trek, making figures. How do you feel about this? I like it, man. Playmates did release some really cool shit back, back when they had the licensing, especially... The Borg Cube, the the, the Enterprise D, and then 
you know, when they had the movie licensing, which there was kind of a little bit of a fuck up in Star Trek Generations because they wanted, they created like a new uniform for, for Star Trek Generations. Right. They didn't go with that. And had the mold with new uniforms. So they released the Generations figures have the new uniforms while the movie didn't. And even in the movie, you look at some of the movie, the, the uniforms were not. Mm-hmm. Cost of the clothing and costume design definitely didn't get a fucking Emmy for generation. No, no, because I mean, it was yeah, not well done. Half the crew, the old uniform, oh, half God. in the new, and it was just it, it was, was a mess. It was a fucking shit show. Yeah, but I mean, but Playmates is, I mean, they definitely have released some really cool shit. And from what they're releasing now, it's going to be cool. I can't wait till they release, you know, their bigger sets, you know, like starships and. Mm-hmm. Starship stats and everything else. So it's, I mean, listen, the, the, the Toy Trek Star Line, the, the, the Star Trek Toy Line is, is proceeding upwards and is getting really, it's getting a lot better. So right. I just, I just wish back in the day they had the licensing that Star Wars had. It's the only reason why Star Wars is popular because of the licensing that they had. Exactly. If it wasn't for the licensing, I don't think Star Wars would have been as popular as it, as it is. Yeah, but let's be honest. Star Trek has never had a handle on their licensing. God, no! It's been fucking. It's been a shit show. Yeah. I mean, the the toys that made us. You watch that, and you're just like, what the fuck? If they could just get mm-hmm. out, if they could just get some traction, uh, they would have been good. So yeah, and that's the problem. You know, a lot of this is it's just all over the place. We we talked about some of those with Stevie, some of those terrible toys and oh god, you know, things that they had in there that yeah. are part of the Star Trek. Yeah, you know, the, the fucking the the the, the, the helmet. Yeah. That goofy helmet with the with the uh, light on top of it. Oh you know? god, it was terrible. It's terrible. 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 Yeah. You know, uh, so you know, it, it's a it's very interesting um, that uh, we see a lot of this stuff, um, even though despite everything, um, you know, it, it's just something that we, you know, I don't know. I it, it makes you wonder, like, you know, what's kind of going on with everything. Yeah, you just never know. Yeah. Uh, let's see. Uh, no, I don't want to hear about Sonico Martin Green on how Michael Burnham was like other Star Trek captains. Um, there's some deleted scenes from Star what? Trek Discovery season three. Yeah. Whole what? Yeah. She's like other Star Trek captains. Yeah, on how Michael Burnham is like other Star Trek captains. You know. I uh, know we're not doing that. I know because because you're gonna get fucking broken and you're gonna go off and I'm gonna be like we're all gonna go off. Yeah, well, I would probably go off if she even says she's even like Shatner. I'll be like, whoa, yeah, whoa. Well, ain't nobody like William Shatner. Okay, let's just say so uh, apparently Star Trek: Strange, Strange New Worlds filming in New Mexico for VFX. Um, oh, okay. So, yeah. So uh, even though it's being primarily shot on CBS stages in Toronto, mm-hmm. but the production is limited themselves to Canada. Today, the New Mexico film office announced Strange New Worlds is utilizing New Mexico landscapes for the show's visual effects. That's good. Um, there's no detail on locations are being used, but the state of New Mexico in the southwest United States offers a variety of different landscapes. Mm-hmm. And um, so uh, the new show on board the U.S. Enterprise under the command of Pike-style Star Trek original series using a Planet of the Week episodic format they utilize different locations. So, you know, it'd be very cool. You've got the white sands area. You've got the mountains. You've got the deserts. You've yeah, got, basically, you know, I mean, yeah, you've got all kinds anything, of stuff. anything you want for a planet, you got there. If you want to go to, I mean, obviously, and you might be near water as well. So, I mean, you, right. know, you can do whatever. Yeah, that's, 
No, I mean, that's, and that's good. I mean, there, a lot of mm -hmm. people film, especially a lot of people film in Georgia because it's cheap to film in Georgia because there's mm -hmm. so many unemployed actors and the same thing in, in, in the uh, Southwest, you know, it's just, mm -hmm. it's cheaper to film. I mean, because I talked to a yeah. buddy of mine who's an independent director. To film anything in New York, you need like one or two million dollars. It's absolutely, it's absolutely ridiculous oh, yeah. in New York. It's, yeah. it's fucking bullshit. And that's the reason why everyone, everyone films in the South because it's cheap in the South. The South wants the, the business. So yeah. Yeah. Good for them, you know, so here's just, so, just in case you were wondering, okay, well, how often is New Mexico been used? Popular with Westerns and known for some local shows such as Roswell, New Mexico and Breaking Bad. Uh -huh. New Mexico has also been popular destination for a number of sci-fi films, including Batman versus Superman, Thor, Maze Runner, The Avengers, Transformers, Jumanji: The Next Level, and John Carter of Mars. There so you go. Those are those are all different kinds of movies that have played in uh, and been filmed in New Mexico. And obviously, um, and obviously, studios are looking to make the most bang for their buck. And where is it cheap to film? New Mexico. Exactly. As, as you can tell by some of the the blockbusters that were filmed there, the Avengers and Thor. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Okay. Enough said. Enough said. Yep. Yep. So then we have uh, creation. They're having their 55-year mission in Las Vegas. Uh, August 11th through 15th, they're going to bring over 100 Star Trek celebrities to Las Vegas in August. Um, you know, so uh, that's going to be a huge event. If you're a Star Trek fan and you've never experienced something like that, go to Vegas. Oh check it God, out. Oh, my God. Trust me. Great. That would be on my bucket list, but I can never I can, mm -hmm. I can never leave because I can never get the time off, so. Yeah. Um, let's see. Da, 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 da. No, we talked about that, about the Q rule and everything along those lines. Um, and uh, let's see. Uh, the last story I have before I'll get into one other story that I wanted to share with you. Uh, Alex Kurtman is very optimistic about a Star Trek Section 31 series. So, um, you know, well, as I we mean, talked about, you know. Why, why would he be optimistic? I mean, he's a career. I mean, he's basically, he's the. Right, but you got to have writers and directors and, you know, things along those lines who can yeah. get the, the gist of the story. I gotcha, yeah. But, you know, actually, um, you know, there's five in production and there's a, another show being worked behind the scenes and they've developed development of a Star Trek series starring Michelle Yeoh over two years ago. The series was to expand on Yeoh's current role as a member of Starfleet Section 31. I've seen a discovery. Uh, there Now there is an update by a Producers Guild panel discussion held earlier this year but released on YouTube. With the executive producer of Discovery focused on season three, when asked about the status of the Section 31 show, Alex Kurtman pointed to the pandemic for the delay, but also expressed optimism about it. So um, in 2019, a writer's room was put together for the show, headed up by Discovery's writer, producers Bo Yeon Kim and Erica Lippold. Um, producers have said it would go into production in 2020 after the third season of Discovery Wrap. However, even after the pandemic production hiatus, Section 31 show remains in development. So uh, basically, the whole idea was, you know, they are trying to see the talked about how the third season for Discovery is set up thirty one section thirty one show. That's the whole purpose behind it, um, and so it, it's there. They're gonna be working on it. It's just a matter of getting everything done. Um, so it, it is. Michelle Yeoh continued to discuss returning for the role of Yeoh for her Star Trek series. Earlier this year, she talked up all the possibilities for the characters, saying 
The writers and producers of the Section 31 show have a lot more things to store for, such as amazing characters. However, the actress continues to sign on to other projects. And to continue, in addition to working with James Cameron on multiple Avatar movies, she was recently cast as one of the leads for the Netflix miniseries, The Witcher Blood Origin. So she's signing other things, but they know they're going to have and use her. Um, so Triple D, are you excited about a Section 31 show featuring uh, Giorgio? Does a bear shit in the woods? No, the Pope shits in the woods. The bear's Catholic. <laughs> oh, I'm fucking... I, I love it, man. Yeah. I mean, I love Michelle Yeoh. I mean, she's fucking badass, and she's awesome. And I mean, just... Her her portrayal of Emperor George was just... Mm-hmm. Oh, my God. I, I fucking love it. To me, to me, she is a throwback character to, like, the original series of Star Trek. And just and to Trek in general, like her mm-hmm. whole demeanor and everything, and just comedic timing and just badassery. I mean, it's uh, I fell in love with Giorgio. I mean, she's. I mean, please bring a Section Thirty One series starring her. And I mean, you got you're gonna have Ensign Mao and Strange New Worlds. You're gonna have a Giorgio Section Thirty One Discovery. For, I mean, wow, I mean, jeez. I mean, this is just. I mean, this is the golden era of freaking truck, man. It's back. Mm-hmm. We have all these great shows with these great actors and actresses just starring in a Star Trek movie coming out. Fuck Star Wars, okay? Fuck Star Wars. Oh my goodness. Oh and my god. Fuck the Mandalorian. That shit is fucking subpar. <laughs> Seriously, like mm-hmm. I, I couldn't even. Like I couldn't even get to the first season; it was just boring. I, mean, I liked it. I, I don't know. I mean, good. listen. I mean, I get it because you like you've watched like a lot of more Star Wars than I have. Yeah. And I tried watching it. I just I just couldn't get through it. Even Five Down's like, okay, okay, like you know, like I was like, ah, bro, it just, it just didn't speak to me, bro. And that's okay. Not everything has to speak to everybody. No. Uh, listen, you know? there's 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 the people who don't like Star Trek. I mean, I don't associate with those people, but. There's people that, that, that don't like it. So how, yeah. I don't know, but they don't. Yeah, everybody has their own flaws. And yeah. people who don't like Star Trek, that's a big one. That's, that's a okay. huge one. That's okay. Um, we don't have to associate with those people. No. All no. right. So last thing. So, you know, uh, I read you that article a while back from that big issue magazine with uh, um, uh, Circus. Uh, you know, how she went back to Britain. Um you know, uh, all that fun stuff. Oh my god, here we go. Let me go. She put her foot in her fucking mouth again, didn't she? Oh, no, 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 no. This time they they happened to get the one and only uh, William Shatner. Um, and the title of this article is William Shatner Humanity Won't Survive to Reach a Star Trek Future. He's um, right. He's yeah. right. We're fighting over fucking toilet paper. Yeah. You think the fucking Vulcans are come down? Like, it's like, oh, the most logical people. Fuck this. Yeah. So it says, at 90, riding horses and, pe- and petting sharks, William Shatner seems fearless. But asking if humans will live long and prosper on Earth, and it's a different story. And it talks about how he starts the story. It's, it's a pleasure to look at you. I'm sure many people have said you look nice. Says William Shatner. They haven't. I think you should maybe get on stage and say, look at me. This is how he started the interview over Zoom. Um, uh, it says Captain Kirk famously explored a strange new female of a different species in most episodes of Star Trek. No wonder that William Shatner's opening line simply confirmed that the Zoom call is working as a barrage of disarming charm. <laughs> I explained that I couldn't be like him, somebody who turns who everyone turns to look at when walking into a room. That seems like a nightmare. 
it is a nightmare, he exclaims, especially if you have a pimple on your nose. They would say, oh, look at him. He's got a pimple on the nose. He must be human. Um, but is Shatner human at 90? He looks astounding. His voice still distinctive. Recently, <laughs> that's a nice way to say it, his voice distinctive. No, uh, I mean, it's still Shatner. Yeah. Here, listen to this. Recently, he has spoken about collaborating with StoryFile, a company that turns people into a life-size hologram that can hold conversations. How do I know this is the real William Shatner? You don't know that I'm not a hologram, he responds robotically. <laughs> oh, my God. I love it. It's so yeah. Dude, yeah. He's, he's a fucking gold, man. There's no one better than Shatner. I know, right? I said, fuck, fuck, fuck everyone that, that does his acting. He's one of the best fucking actors of our generation oh, of yeah. all time. Go, go fuck. All those people, go fuck yourselves. Yeah, he's great. Oh, he's, I love Shatner. He explains that the store file process, spending five days in front of cameras, answering close to 1,000 questions about his life, the universe, everything. When you Then you can press the button and ask your image a question. And based on what you feed the computer, the artificial intelligence selects the answer. That ends up being one of your pieces of legacy. That ends up being one of your pieces of legacy you could put on your grave. And somebody would come along and say, Bill, who do you love? And I'd have an answer. Not surface questions, how do you like Star Trek, but questions that somebody yearned to know. So, uh... Neither hologram nor human. William Shatner is already mortal. A three-year stint in Star Trek in the sixties guaranteed that. And uh, it talks about hey, he was an ex Shakespearean actor in Canada, stopped at Broadway to countless bit parts through TV through the fifties, and then became Captain Kirk in nineteen sixty-six. And um, you know, it's talking about how it was inspired by the Apollo missions. Uh, Fifty years ago, I read Rachel Carson's Silent Spring. I remember vividly what she was going to happen and what was going to happen. So he, he talks about how he's interested in various things. And he said, I remember coming to England and giving in an interview saying, Hey, this is what's going to happen. And the interview was published and it was published. This stupid actor thinks he's going to be going to be these terrible things. I remember resenting it because I'm an actor. I can't, I have an opinion. Mm-hmm. Um, what we've done, all of us is bare our heads in the sand is off to contemplate what's going to happen. And that's going on. He talks about how um, the planet can't sustain seven billion, let alone ten billion. Such a complex problem, and nobody's dealing with it. Nobody, um, you know. And uh, you know, it's just you know he's saying he's pointing out things. I've been recently reading about the city of Miami thinking of erecting seawalls, and these port cities, England is filled with port cities, are going to have to erect walls the way the Dutch have to keep the keep out the ocean. No question about it. Um, you know, he talk, it, basically it's him about talking about things like that we're not I'm taking care of the environment, uh, global warming, uh, let's spend money on global warming, says Biden, and the rest of the people say, oh, we can't afford it. I mean, it's absolutely ridiculous, ridiculous. Um, you know, uh, and basically he's doing this to promote Senior senior Moments, the movie that came out um, earlier in the summer. That, was, that, that looked hilarious. It looked very funny. I have not seen it yet. I, I got uh, and that, uh, let's see. I wonder if it's is it? Do you say it's streaming on any site or? I don't think it's streaming anywhere yet. I'm surprised. Yeah, but uh, 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 fans of Shatner's unique vocal stylings would like to know. Another is on the way. Love, death, and horses. We on he talks about his plans for voyaging to that undiscovered country. Um, are you saying you want to be a tree? That's exactly right. I'm going to be a redwood. I have. A place I want to be buried, some land I own, which is just below the sequoia forest in California. And of course, you want to be a sequoia, the biggest tree, but it takes the longest, a thousand years, 
so redwood would be more viable. Tree burials, where cremated remains are placed in a pod and a tree and a tree plant on top, is a growing trend, especially in Asian countries. I want my body, my ashes, to nourish the roots of a young tree and grow. And actually, that's one of the answers, isn't it? Instead of taking up land for a dead body, oh, there goes Uncle Sam. Let's go see Uncle Sam and his grave. Then you stop seeing Uncle Sam, and Uncle Sam's body lies there mold, moldering. It's of no value. This way, you use the atoms of your body to nourish something living like a tree. I think it makes great sense. I love it, and I want to be a tree. Until yeah. the tree gets cut down. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He, gets, he gets made into hardwood flooring, mm-hmm. and then people walk over William Shatner. Yeah. Oh, God. Yeah. Uh, no, no. But, I mean, listen. I mean, that's. Yeah. If, I mean, yeah. listen. If that's his final wish, and that's, that's his final yeah. wish, you know? Yeah. God bless him, okay? Yeah, and I mean, and listen, I mean, I get. I mean, I mean, people talk about the. I mean, listen, how many millions of years ago was there dinosaurs here, and the climate was too hot to to sustain humans, and and what happened? A cataclysmic change happened where it could sustain humanity, and the dinosaurs died out. Mm-hmm. It goes in cycles, as as Ben Hamid said. We are the pimple on the Earth's ass. If the Earth wanted to, it could just. Mm-hmm. Humanity's gone. Okay. No thanks. So, so I mean, that's it. So it's like I get it. You know, like you know, like I like I, I get it that you shouldn't be dumping raw sewage into the oceans and the rivers and the lakes. People, people that do that, that do that knowingly, that ruin you know nature and habitats and water sources for everybody. Mm-hmm. Those people should be you know given the fucking chair, as far as I'm concerned. No questions asked. Um, so, but you know, and and I get it, you know, about human population, but the earth, but the earth can't sustain a lot more. I mean, there's you have farmers yeah. throwing you have farmers throwing food out that could mm-hmm. feed millions. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're throwing the food away. Yeah, you know, yeah. we're yeah, we're a very wasteful society, and mm-hmm. that's. One thing in Star Trek, Star Trek has always recycled everything, like mm-hmm. with what the replicators, where you put it back into the recycler and then it re- and just mm-hmm. keep on replicating things where you, you, there was no waste. Yeah. So I mean, I I get it, you know, like I I I totally get it. Yeah. I totally get what Shatner says, but when you start talking about population control, I kind of kind of like, oh, you're I don't know, man. That's you know. To me, like even if you even mentioned that, you want to go down a road where you want to kill, where you want people to die off. You know, it's kind of like you know, it's kind of like what happened in the Avengers. How everyone was like, you know, Thanos isn't a bad guy, or Governor Kodos, what he did, where you know he made a decision to kill half the population in the village mm-hmm. to sustain the other half, mm-hmm. even though it was a just an utter just just barbaric act but at the time he thought it was good and i'm sure some people would have been like well you know he had a point there no you know mm-hmm. point in killing people yeah so, yeah but i mean listen he's shanner still the goat to me so yeah so all right so the, the, this had to do with so uh, apparently in um in the movie Senior Moments, it's a lovely story where a former test pilot, Victor, 
William Shatner loses his driver's license but finds new love after being forced onto the bus. So they asked him, when was the last time you take public transportation? All right, so how do we find? Subways, trains, buses? He pauses. I can't remember. Then they ask him, when were you last pulled over? You're going to love this story. This is so Shatner right here. Uh, By the police. Prior to COVID, I was on tour with a show. I had to get 400 miles from one venue to the next to the other the next night. When the curtain came down, I jumped into the car. The faster I could go, the more time I would have to sleep. Three times on an empty highway on that 400-mile journey, police pulled me over. The red light would go on. Let me see your license. Come out. Get into my car. I get into the passenger seat. And as the light went on, each individual policeman said, No shit. Shatner. And they let me go. That is, oh, my God. He's <laughs> he's the man. Yeah. He's the fucking man. That's fine. Yeah, it's funny. God. So. God bless William Shatner. Yeah, he wrote... He also, also, oh, go ahead. Also, too, William Shatner and Rush Limbaugh were very good friends, even though they differed yeah. on politically and opinions. They could... Because, well, Shatner did a show once, uh, like, Shatner did a show where mm-hmm. it was like, I don't know, like, some, like... He actually had Rush on, him and Rush like, had a really mm-hmm. spirited discussion about mm-hmm. climate control and climate change, and it was just really, it was just really funny to see like Shatner trying to like all him and Russia go at each other. And they would like just kind of, you know, you know, snipe at each other and yeah. kind of like submarine each other. It isn't a hilarious type of way, but you, you seen just, and then at the end you saw the sheer joy and love that they, that they had for each other, even right. though they differed, you know, politically and everything else, you know, and that's something that's, that's missing with a lot of Hollywood actors, you know, where they mm-hmm. won't even, even, even if you're like center left, they won't talk to you. Well, a guy like yeah. Shadner is like, who gives a fuck? If you're a good person, you're a good person. Right. And, and that's, well, that's, and that's, that's in general. That's in general. That's yeah. It's, it, it, it's, that's the sad part. It should part. be. It's sad part. That's what it should be. But it's, it's, it's not like that anymore. And uh, to me, like, you know, and I'm just dreading, you know, the future because I mean, Shiner's 90 years old. I mean, how much more time does he really have? Right. So I'm just, Oh, if that, if that day comes, I'm probably going to cry. Yeah. So, I mean, cause it's a good, it's a good one. So last thing about this in this article, he writes, he writes um, one of his many autobiographies and the primary source of his passion is his life has always been danger, fear, and anxiety. And they asked him, when was the last time you felt those? I have a sh- shoulder. He begins. I fell off a horse running at full speed. Her left leg went into a depression, shoved me forward. The horse thought I meant her to stop, so she pulled up. My forward momentum continued. I had my arm around the horse's neck, trying to hang on. She veered to the right because she didn't know what I was doing, and I fell on my shoulder. When was this, they asked? Two weeks ago. There's a bone right here on the tip right here. It's not broken completely. It's just cracks. So, uh, And then he decides they need a bigger antidote. So then he talks about how he went scuba diving, and there were four 16 or 18 foot tiger sharks. And there was a woman called the Shark Whisperer. For the last 30 years, she's been working with sharks. And she could pet a shark and carry a shark over and put it in my lap. Now I'm petting a, a bloody shark with my bare hands. I'm in the midst of danger and loving it. Um, and they said Shatner's Underwater Express will feature in this month's Shark Week. So last week that just happened. Oh uh, my God. Oh, Captain Kirk is William Shatner. That, yeah. That's it, plain, plain and simple. Yeah. I, I mean, never before. Has an actor and the guy he played is the same person. Oh, yeah. Well, listen to this. Listen to this. So they ask him about this, and he goes, I drive fast cars. I go under with sharks. 
And my family says, don't, for God's sake. And I find myself doing it. My philosophy has always been this. Actors don't get hurt. The stuntmen get hurt. I swear, at the oh back my of my god. mind, oh deep my inside god. my subconscious. He, oh my god, I love yeah. him even more. Oh, he is the yeah. fucking goat. Listen, this is how he finishes it. Listen, I swear, at the back of my mind, deep in my, inside my subconscious, if somebody's going to get hurt, it's going to be somebody else, not me. Uh, <laughs> that is classic Shatner, if nothing else. I mean, listen, I mean, I, I know you love Cisco, and I love Avery Brooks, too. Mm -hmm. But I'm sorry, nobody. It, it, Shatner is the fucking guy. Shatner, yeah. When it Shatner, comes to just personality, Shatner. The there's no one like Shatner. Yeah. Mm -mm. Nobody like fucking Shatner. Nobody. Nobody. And Avery Brooks has a big personality too. Yes, he is. But he is. but he is. Uh, Shatner's. Just... Yeah. Oh fuck. He he, that, he he is a national treasure. Let's yeah, be honest, dude. That that absolutely put a smile on my face. Thank you for sharing that, John. Yeah, yeah, it's good Thank stuff. All right, so I guess well, that's an hour and fifteen minutes of news. Uh, fuck. And, and Man, did we give them a lot? We give them a lot. We're not done yet. We still have no, our main point today. Our main point, which is yeah. So let's let's uh let's get out the uh, black alert here. So uh, if our Money MacGyver, if you'll sound off the black alert for everybody. No, and, Lieutenant MacGyver. Oh, Lieutenant MacGyver. I'm sorry. Yes. Um, he's blasting off the um, black, alert. black alert. And we're going to be talking about, so we did a top five last week. We really enjoyed it. We're going to do it again. We're going to do a top five this week, our top five favorite ships. Oh. Um, and this can be Federation. It can be Romulan. It could be Borg. It could be anything, any kind of ship that's appeared. The Romulans. Oh, there you go. Thank you. Because you did kind of mention them earlier. You didn't say that. So I was I a little concerned for you. Um, I thought something was going wrong with my friend, uh, oh, Triple no. D here. Oh, but no. so it can be anything that has appeared on screen uh, in in any Star Trek uh, iteration. Which, Alpha Cannon. Yeah, Alpha Cannon. So if it's appeared on TV, it counts. It's so counting. that's what we're doing. So uh, so I think we're going to do like last time. We're going to go from five to one. Triple D, do, do you have any um, honorable mentions of maybe ugly ships or ships you thought okay. that were stupid that you want to throw out there first? <laughs> You know what? I always thought that the Reliant was just an ugly fucking ship from <laughs> Star Trek II Rathacon. I hated the fucking Reliant. I thought it was the stupidest fucking design on the face of the The universe. Miranda class. I hate the Miranda class. I'm sorry. Yeah. I know there's some Miranda class fans there. Miranda class sucks balls. Yeah. I mean, uh, I'm going to have to go with that stupid next generation, that triangular ship that seemed to show up all the time, whether it be Bajoran or Paclid or, oh, you know, you know okay, it was yeah. a standard kind of like yeah, triangle I gotcha. yeah, ship. Gotcha. Yeah. That thing was stupid. And I'm stupid. like, it's fucking garbage. It's garbage. garbage. All right. So, uh, you know, so we're going to do the same thing as last time. We're going to start from five. We're going to go all the way down to what we feel is our number one. And this is a it's a pretty big deal here. That's um, a big deal. It's a wide category. Not that last time wasn't, but we found up we end up having a lot of the same things mm -hmm. on our uh, our list. So uh, number five, Triple D. What is your number five? My um, my number five starship is the original USS Enterprise. Oh wow! It's NCC number five, seventeen oh one. Yes, that's number five. Um. It's, I mean, I love the design of it. I love everything about it, you know, but to me, it's just, to me, it just seemed 
kind of plain Jane a little mm. bit, you know? You know what I mean? So it didn't have the pop or the pizzazz of the other ships, but, I mean, it's the most famous ship of them all because it's what launched Star Trek. So I'll, exactly. I'll say number five, original. No bloody A, B, C, or D. There you go. The original Enterprise. Did you know how they came up with the name? Did you hear that story? No, I never heard the story with the Enterprise. So uh, when the creators were coming up trying to figure out the numbering system for the ships, um, the way they dis- determined it, um, I read this uh, last week. Um, they took it. So they had, you know, it's a combination of Russian and American naming of ships. Oh, okay. Wow. Okay. And so that, that beginning part is the NCC is a combination of kind of a couple of those United States, uh, NATO, and then um, Russia combining those together to make that NCC part. And then the 17 stands for this, the 17 ship frame that Star Tri- Starfleet has created. Okay. And then the 01 meaning it's the first line of that 17th oh, frame. Oh, okay. Interesting. Okay. So wow. that was their theory in the numbering of these ships in Star Trek. Wow. And, and that's how that's how the Enterprise got its numbering. So it's the 17th frame that Starfleet had created you know, all the way, you know, I guess you wouldn't count the NX series, but for the NCC series. So, um, and then this was the first ship of that line. Cool. So, so if you ever wonder what a ship's numbering means, that's how they came about the numbering awesome. system for, for Star Trek. Um, you know, for me, uh, let's see, my number five, I'm going to be honest with you. When I saw this ship, it just intrigued me a lot. Um, it didn't, it, it didn't function like a normal ship as far as the look. Or anything like it. The uh, the Breen ships when they showed up in the uh, in the in the uh, Dominion War when they the Breen joined ah. the Dominion. Those ships were unique, and yeah. weird. You know, they kind of that J hook kind of look, and yeah, you know, the, they were the, they were something else, man. You know, and they had those the 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 Breen warships. They had that weapon um, that could take out uh, ships. You know, kind of like the ion cannons of mm. of the Star Trek universe. Yeah. Um, you know, so. Uh, it made them formidable um, as as weapons. You know, all of a sudden they're you're getting into a fight, and the Breens are holding Mac, and then all of a sudden here they come. They're dropping this weapon, and it takes out the Defiant um, in one shot. And yeah. uh, you know, I mean, it's a it's a big deal. So um, and the, the design was just so unique and different um, from anything we'd seen. So that's my number five is the Breen warships that we see in the Dominion War towards the end of season six and seven. Uh, of uh, of that, so that's my number five. So number four, Triple D. What's your number four? Number four is the USS Defiant. Ooh, Defiant. All right, talk about it a little bit. Well, I mean, what's what's we're not talking about? It's, it's the fucking how to ride a Starfleet. Hell I yeah, mean, baby. The first, the first ever warship that was designed. First ever really war designed warship, you know, mm-hmm. and it had a cloaking device on it. And I mean that ship packed a punch and it kicked fucking ass. And especially it kicked ass during Deep Space Nine and it kicked ass in first contact with Worf commanding it, where it just went up against the Borg cube. And I still love where Riker's like, it's a good little ship. And Wolf well little. I mean, that was just great. Yeah, so yeah. and plus two, I just I don't know, I just like the like the whole design of the Defiant. It's 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 a different design. Mm-hmm. It's cool and you know. Hell, man, it was Cisco's ship. I mean, yeah. what's there not to like about it? So, yeah. 
All right, so my number four is going to be a little controversial because it's just made its appearance. Um, it's been talked about for a very long time. But now my number four, the USS Titan. Um, how, from, is that, how, how is that controversial? Because it just it barely squeaks in because it showed up on lower decks. So yeah, it's, it's a cool ship. It's a cool ship, man. A I mean, cool ship. It is a cool ship. It is like what, what is it? Was it uh, Minnesota class? Yeah, I think the Sovereign class basically kind of you yeah. Know, no, it's, it's, it's a cool looking ship. It's a it, uh, if 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 the Defiant is the hot rod, this is like you know whatever you would call the uh, this is like the stock car version of that. Yeah, thing, no, you know? yeah, it's it is badass. It is it's badass. Cool yeah, you know, it, it is a very cool ship. I like it a lot. I think it's cool. You know, some people say, well, it's only showed up in the lower decks. Hey, we said Alpha Cannon Alpha TV Cannon. counts. Yeah. There you go. Boom. Done. Over. The Great Titan choice. is a cool, cool ship. Cool it is a cool ship. And if you don't like that, then you can suck it. Because Exactly. You know, this is my list. This is what I like. You can have your own list. You can tell us what it is. You want to tell us? Tell us in Discord, Twitter, email. We'll give you all those, how you can do that afterwards. But, you know, tell us what your top five are. You want to be on the show? You want to tell us what your top five are? Sure. We'll read out your top five. Yeah, we'll read your top five. You know, and, you we'll play th- and then we'll then we'll fucking bury you. Yeah, we'll tell you how stupid you are uh, for your top five. Uh, oh, wait. No, that's the NFL. We don't do that. Yeah, yeah that's the NFL. <laughs> we don't do that. No. Um, but that's my top five. I think it's cool. You know, uh, you've read all about it. You've heard all about it. You've yeah, seen yeah. pictures of the book. But then when you got to actually see it come in on screen in Lower Decks at the end of Lower Decks, it just looked as badass yeah, as everything you Yeah, it's a good-looking ship. It's a great ship. Great so, ship. so I've got to go that. was That's my number four for uh, top ships. Uh, number three, different Triple D. What, what do you got? Ooh, number three. Well, I mean, listen, I got to go. Star Trek two thousand and Star Trek two thousand and nine. I gotta go with the Enterprise, mm, the movie Enterprise, the movie Enterprise from the the Kelvin era. I mean, the ship is just so fucking just beautiful and gorgeous, and it retains the similar lines of the Constitution class, the original. Yet it doesn't, and it combines a little bit of the Constitution refit with the original, and just takes in some style cueing from like sovereign class and i mean it's just absolutely wonderful it's and, it, and it's got transwarp drives got a lot of board technology on it the weapons on it are just incredible and it's a kick-assery ship mm-hmm. and unfortunately i fucking cried when they destroyed it in the star trek beyond <laughs> so, yeah it hurt but, i mean it hurt. but it was a great ship and then i love how they came up with the ncc 1701a yeah i popped huge for that so, I mean, great ship. So I got to go with that. And, and actually, that's actually controversial because a lot of people, you know, they kind of bury it, but it's like, mm-hmm. well, what's there to bury it? It's a great looking ship. It's a great it really ship. Is. Yeah, it is. You're, so. you're taking the design from a ship that, you know, people loved and you're putting it together and going, okay, great. You know, this works. You're taking the best of everything from the TV series and you're putting it in a ship. Yeah, I thought it was. I thought it looked amazing because I thought it looked amazing too. It, it was it was visually stunning, but still had enough familiarity to where you're like, I know that ship. But then, and then it's especially when you looked at the other ships in the fleet when they were leaving for Vulcan in that first one, and then you see the Enterprise, and you look at the other ones. It just it stood out. It stood it out. Was, yeah, it, it stood out for all the way. It was you know? it was fucking impressive. Yeah, it was. It really was. Yeah. So, 
It's a good one. Uh, my number three is the Romulan Valdor, which showed up at in um, uh, Star Trek Nemesis. Star Trek mm -hmm. Nemesis didn't give us a lot, but it did give us that beautiful ship design for the Valdor. As I know, as much as you say fuck the Romulans, you fuck have to the give them, as much you have to give them that ship design looks pretty awesome. Yeah, uh, I'll I'll give them that. I'll, I'll yeah, give them that. I like that. That is a that is their hot rod version of a ship, mm -hmm. and they did a great job with that look. Um, it didn't, it didn't, we didn't get to see it much in action in the show because of course you had the scimitar, which is just this badass mama jamba, um, that, you know, but from what we could see, looked cool, moved around well, just had that kind of sleek, you know, look to it, that bird of prey look, but not a copying off of the, um, you know, not copying off of the Klingons, its own unique look, um, and just very cool. So, I've got to give it to Valdor. That's my number three. It just is stunning to look at when you watch it, especially when you compare it to, to the Derridex, which has been around for a long time. And then you see this new ship design. It's like, man, this thing is. Whew. Yeah. You can't. It's hard to believe you got that Valdor out of that yeah. Derridex. You know? Straight fire. It really is. It really is. All right. Number two for you, Triple D. <laughs> number two. Uh, you, you're going you're gonna to see a trend with me. The Enterprise E. Enterprise E. Sovereign class. That's I mean, my number two as well. I, I, I mean, what's what can you say? It, it's it's the fucking board killer. Yeah. And it's just an unbelievable ship. I mean, this ship's I mean, this, this ship is capable of just of destroying everything and how yeah. it and it was developed like basically during the, the fucking, you know. Dominion War, yeah, it wasn't even used. If mm -hmm. that shit was used during Dominion War, they would have kicked the Dominion's ass. Yeah, exactly. And they didn't. Oh. No, they didn't because budget concerns for the show and stuff. But, I mean, I will say, I mean, it was just an unbelievable ship and just the style of it with the nacelles, the sleek design. It, it, I mean, it's, it's actually, sexy. It's it sexy. Is, it's a sexy, it's sexy looking ship. ship. It's a sexy this ship. is my number two as well. I mean, between the functionality of the ship, the looks of it, everything about it was just spot on. When you look at that ship, of this is the next generation of Star Starfleet design and how ships should go. You see that because you saw that with like you're beginning to see that during the Dominion War, the Akira classes and the, and the Steam Runners, and you know just the different specialty ships they had that were starting to develop, and then you introduce the Sovereign class, and it's like, this is a ship worthy of being the flagship of... Yeah, the of the now, yeah if you see that, you know that's that's the one. That's the one that they hang their hat mm -hmm. on. Exactly. Because that's a fucking ship. It's, and it's, it's, it's beautiful. It's sleek. It, I mean, any, everything you want to throw about at it, that is just... It's, it's just It's just good. It is very, very good. I don't care who you are, what you say. It is it is easily one of the best designed ships. One of the best, but not the best, because we're coming to number one. Yes, we are uh, number one. As much as we can gush on the Sovereign, we still have our number one to talk about. Um, we're in agreement on the Sovereign. Um, I guarantee you we're not going to be in agreement no, on number one. Be agree, no, no. Uh, so what is your number one there, Triple D? Are you ready? I'm ready. I think I think you know what it is. I have an idea. It is the it was the star of the motion picture, the Enterprise refit. To me, I mean, it to me is the most 
it takes the constitution class, which is my favorite ship design. And it just, it's like, it's like a fucking Picasso. I mean, or it's like a Van Gogh beautifully done the way everything is set, the nacelles, everything. And you just, you just see it and you're just like, this is perfection. Everything is just, everything's good on it. And there's, there's a reason why they took 15 minutes to introduce the ship because that's how beautiful the ship is. And it just, to me, you know, like to me, it's like, cause I love the original series movies mm -hmm. and that's the ship of the original series movies. Mm -hmm. And it's just awesome. And you look at, you look at the pounding it took in Star Trek six. I mean, it took a fucking pounding and it just kept going and it just wouldn't stop. And it's just, well, by six, that's a different ship because remember they destroyed it in three. Well, it's 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 still it's still the still the the base same base idea. Still the base, yeah, yeah, yeah. Base, same same yeah. idea as the Constitution yeah. class refit. It's just just an absolute gorgeous, gorgeous yeah. fucking ship. And well, I mean, it, it took it got its ass kicked in Rathacon mm -hmm. too, mm -hmm. and it took a beating in Rathacon. So I'll I'll say this: that's my number one all time favorite ship. That if I was a flag, if I was a flag officer. During that time, that would be my ship. Sure, yeah, and that makes sense. You know, I mean, we we know you're you have you have let's see, you have a uh, three different versions of the Constitution. Yeah, the class Constitution on, class. On your list. As, so, as you can tell, I'm a huge Constitution yes, class, Mark. So. Yeah. So, uh, which is hey, we 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 love what we love, and yeah. that's okay. Me, my number one, I I think is your number four. I I, I think you know. I, I think I know what it is. Yeah, I, I yeah. was going to say I know what your number one. Yeah. Is. If you know me at all, you know my number one is the Defiant. Yeah, um, I mean, which is, I mean, listen, I mean, that's a that's number one ship on like. Sakes, I mean, it's just it's it's yeah. a fucking awesome ship. It really it is. is. It is. I mean, the first time when you see it in combat action, it's swerving in and out, and it's firing those those uh, photon cannons. Yeah. facing forward that are just the four of them just choo, 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 choo. and you're like holy shit that is cool right there and then it's got photon torpedoes on top of that as well as phasers and yeah. you're just oh dude there is nothing more badass and cool than that ship and it's just doing circles around everybody you when you I watch it yeah when you watch it fight the klingons and it's whipping the klingons asses you know i mean just yeah. You know, then you see the design development in the mirror universe, and they use it to take out Worf's uh, Katinga battle cruiser up in there. Yeah, you know, I, it just man. No, it's 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 absolutely no. It's a great ship, and, to and me, it's such a cool design. I love I I love the, the fucking cloaking device when they first. Oh yeah, when it when it when it decloaked, and everyone thought it was like an enemy and Romulan, but it really wasn't defiant. Yeah, that's just fucking cool. It was I just mean, so cool. Yeah, I mean, listen, it, it was it was pretty cool when the back in the original series when the Constitution class had a cloaking device, and then and then I think didn't didn't Picard do a cloaking device on on the Enterprise D too? Oh, that was kind of, uh, that was for because. Uh, was it Riker had been working on the Pegasus? Oh, the Pegasus, yeah, and they had you know, device, and they had, the, and so then they used that to get out of that asteroid because the Romulans, like dickheads, kind of locked him in there. Fucking and, Romulans, and then of course Dishonor. it was a, yeah, it's disarmable. It was a phasing uh, cloaking device, so they could phase through material, Ooh, and that's that that's, was the that's that's not good. You yeah, that was that was the reason why the Pegasus was stuck in that asteroid, half in, half out, and they used that to, you know, 
get uh, get out of the asteroid. So seriously, whoever whoever signed that treaty for the Federation where they could ban cloaking devices, yet the Romans could use it, man. I'll tell you one thing though, Sarek definitely wasn't debating that fucking feature because mm-hmm. Sarek would have never gone for that shit. No, no. Speaking of which, the actor played Sarek, uh, Mark Mark Leonard. Mark Leonard. He it turns out played the three major races. Yes, he did. He he was a Vulcan. Vulcan. He was a Romulan. Romulan in TOS. And most and people played, don't know he played he, the Klingon in the motion picture. Yep, exactly. I was going to say that's yeah. Right. Yeah, yeah. He was a uh, he was a great actor too. He really was. He and was so uh, good. and uh, Leonard Nimoy was very protective of him too. Yes. Leonard Nimoy made sure that he got his pay and everything else, and that mm-hmm. he got credit was due. And his portrayal of Sarek was just it was amazing. It was amazing, dude. And I mean, I think we're we're having seen him play Sarek for so long. And then watch those next generation episodes with him and Picard when they were looking for Spock and all that. And he was going kind of nuts a little bit towards the yeah. end. I mean, watching that was just heartbreaking. It was. And, and just seeing that and seeing the acting from not only him, but from Picard playing across that, you know, it was so good. Yeah. I mean, you felt like he was really going through something, that he was really yeah. dying. He was really had kind of a, a Vulcan dementia. It was hard not to to feel that. You yeah, know? that's 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 really how well he did with it. You know, well, well, when he played that that that, that Romulan captain, the Romulan commander, mm-hmm. he fucking nailed that. Oh yeah, he yeah. fucking and and if you like the way he portrayed it, he portrayed it as a commander with a lot of honor and everything else. And you know what? I was like. He's not. He's not. The, the Romulans from the original series are not dishonorable. The Romulans right. from the next generation, they're they're, they're dishonorable fucks. Okay. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. But I mean, so they just. He's just a great actor, and he is. He's also done a couple Audible books, and you hear him read, and it's just. God, he's just so fucking good. Mm-hmm. You can hear him read the phone book, and you and you be in, in, entertained. He had that great voice. He really He's a did. Great, great voice. Great voice. Yeah, you know, just a good actor. So, um, and I mean, what does that have to do with the fine? Absolutely nothing. But that's the fun part about Star Trek is, is you can connect anything with anything, exactly. and it's awesome like that. So, um, so that's our top five. We want to know what yours are. Tell us what it is. Do you think our list are shit? Well, to give us your list in, and then we can tell you how shit your list is. Exactly. Because, Fuck your list because. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> because um, because our lists are the fucking best. So yes, I mean, hold, 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 on, hold on, wait a minute. We gotta have an honorable mention for like best airship. So what's your honorable mention? Oh, for the best? Um, oh, that's a good question. Yeah, it's a good question, isn't it? I, I mean, I didn't think about. I mean, I thought about my worst, but let's see. Um, if I do, 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 do. I really like the Andorian class ships that were okay. in Enterprise. You know, if that's gonna be, if I'm gonna give an honorable mention, it would be to that one. Yeah. Such a cool design, very is, sleek, yeah. you yeah. know, very, very agile, very, but still menacing. You know, like the mm-hmm. thing about the Andorians, man, they would, they would, you know, they, they didn't mess around. They were warrior no. class, you know, emotional warrior class people, and they knew how to fight. And so um, I, I got to go that one. So what about you? What, what's your honorable mention, best ship? USS Excelsior. Hey, also known as the Enterprise B. Enterprise B, yeah, but I like the Excelsior, the one from uh, Star Trek Six with uh, yeah. with, with uh, Sulu. Captain Sulu. Yeah. yeah, I just you know, I mean the the Excelsior was a class that lasted from 
basically what was it 2265 or right yeah yeah whatever it was until basically the, the like 20 next generation the yeah. next generation so i mean it was a workhorse of starfleet it really it was. was a massive fucking ship too. It was. Huge you look at the pictures. Ship. You look at you watch some of the episodes where like Admiral Nechev is coming onto the Enterprise. It's almost as big as the Enterprise. I it mean, is. You know, it's a, actually, big, yeah. it's a big. Yeah. Ship. Well, actually, the Enterprise D is actually a lot smaller. It was actually smaller than a lot of the Galaxy class starships weren't as big. Uh, for, for everything I've read, they 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 upped it because the. If I remember the C, the ambassador class, it could hold about I think something like seven hundred people, and the galaxy class could hold a thousand. Okay. So well, I mean, yeah, I mean, they they stepped it up every time. So they used the Enterprise, whatever the Enterprise class was going to be, was going to be their flagship, and yeah. so that frame became you know synonymous with the Enterprise, uh, and so yeah, they whatever. they made. And they made sure to kind of up it every time. Yeah, I mean, so yeah, I mean, the you, thing that made the Excelsior big was the nacelles. Yeah, they, nacelles. it had those big ass nacelles on the back end of it. You know, because they were trying to trip for trans warp drive, and mm-hmm. they couldn't. Actually, I was listening to a um, Triangulum Studios on YouTube. We're talking about trans warp drive and how they said they were able to figure it out because they put it on the Enterprise F because Voyager had brought over the trans warp coil. When that they stole from the board, so Starfleet engineers were able to implement that gotcha. in the Star Trek app where they could have transwarp drive for like a little bit and were able to explore different planets. And then the Enterprise F was going to be like basically a roving star base because so they could build star bases. And right. Picard wanted to use it to help the Romulans get off. Then you had this the, to help the Romulans the, get off. What are you talking about? Yeah, I know. Well, yeah, help the Romulans get off exactly. Help the Romulus get off of of uh, Romulus because it was gonna because of the Hobo Star, yeah, the Hobo Star, and there that was gonna happen. But then you had the fucking Sith, you know, incident at or the, the whatever it was, yeah, uh, the 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 android incident at, at Utopia, Utopia Planitia, right? So I was listening to that today. I was like, oh, I said that's interesting, right? That's and do you know the 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 Enterprise F was actually a fan design from Star Trek Online. Really? Yeah. So that ship design, which has some sovereign kind of yeah, touches too. Yeah, there's a lot of sovereign touches. Yeah. But uh, it was a that was actually a fan submitted and voted on design that they put into Star Trek Online, the, the cool. video game. So, uh, you know, hey, guys, if you ever have a chance to see a Star Trek Online um, as Enterprise F, check that out. You can find them on Eagle Moss. You can get them there. Eagle Moss has a beautiful... Mm-hmm. You know, regular and XL versions of that Enterprise F. Any of these ships, by the way, you can find on Eagle Moss. Yeah, and Eagle get, Moss has got them. It's got them, and they are amazing. I don't know if you've seen Eagle Moss's stuff. I have. Uh, yeah, it's good. I show. know you have. I'm just saying, if anybody else out there, if you haven't seen Eagle Moss's stuff, go check it out. They do some incredible ship designs. And I'm talking ship that maybe showed up on a show for 15 minutes. They will, <laughs> they will have it, and it's there for you, ready to watch wow. and see. You know, I mean, they the detail on these things are amazing. So, if you're a ship nerd like I am, man, Eagle Moss will will suck your bank account dry. It really will because there's so much good stuff on there. So, uh, I think that's everything we've given them. We're at an hour. Wow, 41. We've, 
Yeah, fuck them, okay? We've given them enough, okay? We've given you enough. So now it's time for you to do your part and, uh, you know, bounce back here a little bit. Give us a little something on the show. Tell yeah. us what you want to hear. Um, one way to do that is you can email us at the academy. So it would be the academy at HMD, HMG dot, not dot. Pfft. Let me start to say At Yahoo. Yeah, the academy HMG at yahoo.com because, you know, it's getting late for me. I should have been in bed already. It is getting uh, late for me, too. Yeah. Um, you, can also, uh, you can also hit us up in the DMs and Twitter uh, at the Academy HMG on Twitter. You can you can just tweet at us or, you know, hit us up in the uh, DMs, as they say. You can also go to Facebook and you can hit us up. And because we're such sweet, nice people, unlike the NFO, we have given you a way to get to our page faster. All you have to do is type in the at symbol and type in at Academy HMG, and that will bring you to our our wonderful um, Facebook page yes. where we post funny, you know, funny things like uh, there's one that was posted on July 13th that says you haven't experienced Star Wars until you experience it in, in its original Klingon. You know, um, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, Star Wars. Fuck off, Star Wars. Yeah. Yes, so you know there's a there's all kinds of good stuff you can check out on that. Uh, or if you like the Discord, where Discord is a great place to talk to Hobby Media um, and how it goes about doing that, you can uh, go in Discord and there's a leaf there for us. Go find out what it is that we're doing and hit us up and talk to us and put your stuff there. So there's a whole bunch of places you can hit us up and find out that. Um, you can also, um, know that we are not watching Raw tonight. Um, oh, fuck that shit. Even though it's in Dallas for me. Uh, nice. <laughs> I did see that one the other day. <laughs> oh, that's funny. Is there something wrong with the nacelles? No, they're, they're very impressive, but I actually like to ask you a few questions. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh man. Naked gun movies, man. They're still Yeah, good. they're great. Um, so you know, uh, that's how you can get a hold of us, talk to us, um, and all that fun stuff. If you want to get a hold of me, uh, and say hey, you can whatever you can hit me up, Men at Twitter, um, on Instagram, on the TikToks, and uh, you can do all that kind of fun stuff, uh, there and talk to me that way and give me, say, your list was shit. Well, then you know, go give fuck me yourself. your list, yeah, give me your list and go fuck yourself. Um, and then thanks for listening. Yeah, thanks for listening. We'll pull a GGP on that. You can hit yeah. me up on Facebook as John Enright. You'll see me there. Um, and then uh, if you want to talk mental health, because, you know, mental health is always important. Um, yes, you know, uh, sometimes, you know, what we do is we we ne neglect our mental health by just piling on so many things to where we don't have time to do things for ourselves. So, guys, make sure you're taking some time for yourself, whether that's, listening to something like the Academy podcast, whether it be taking uh, 20 minutes to go for a walk in nature or, you know, treating yourself to something, you know, it doesn't yeah. have to be expensive. Maybe it's just, you know, you get yourself some ice cream or something along those lines. Take the time to treat yourself, take care of yourself. That's important in your mental health. Don't think I have to take this, that, or the other. Um, you got to make time for yourself. And sometimes that includes making time for yourself with other people. You know, sometimes exactly. other yeah. people can refresh us just as much as uh, doing that. This is why I like doing this podcast because doing it with Triple D makes it a lot more fun, and he, you know, spending time with him refreshes me. So I'm always <laughs> thankful for that. 
I'm yes. not kissing your ass for like free donuts or whatever. I know, I know, Jack. Yeah. No, it's the same thing too, Jack. Yeah. I always, I always appreciate doing this with you, buddy. Yeah. It's, 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 it's always fun. It's and fun. we try, and we try, we try to break each other. So. Well, that's, well, that's the whole point. That's the that best part. Fun. That's yeah, the best yeah. part. So uh, someday I'm gonna either make my way up to New York, or more likely, you're gonna make your way down to Texas. I'll probably yeah. make my way down to Texas. <laughs> yeah, that's probably more likely. It's more likely, and and we'll we'll maybe even do a live Academy podcast. That that, that would be fun. That would that be fun. holy shit up you and me in the same room talking and doing all that Woo! oh yeah, there'd, be, there'd be there'd be a lot of swearing and cursing going <laughs> there'd, there'd be just a lot of going on yeah see. there would be yeah that would be a great one but yeah so that's that's how you get a hold of me if you need to talk mental health if you want to just talk mental health or need help discovering how to start your mental health journey you can email me john at freedomhousepc.org i'll be glad to help you begin your mental health journey like i said as i say every time i'm not a licensed therapist or counselor but i can help you i can listen and i can help you determine the best way to start your mental health journey to begin healing and recovery um that is important guys and I'm speaking specifically to guys. It's important for you as well. We all have struggles. And guys, don't struggle this alone. Don't do it alone. You need help. And as much as you like to think you don't, we all do. Um, I go to therapy for a reason. Um, it helps me. Go go figure out what it is you need for your mental health to begin your journey to be happy and healthy. Because we want to hear you. We want to see you. We want you to be here the next week. We want to hear you keep talking about the Academy. And we want to keep giving you these lessons on the best things that we know that are the best things because we are your top instructors here at the academy. Mm-hmm. So our list are law. But if you think you can bring a better list, bring it. So bring talk it. to us. Bring it. Or if there's a topic you want to talk about, bring it. Tell us what you've got. We want to, you know, we don't want this to be all the topics that we talk about sometimes. We want to hear fan submitted topics that you want to hear talking about Star Trek. Or, or tell us a guest you want us to reach out for. Yeah. You know, there's still there's still guests that we can reach out for that we're working on. Doesn't mm-hmm. mean we're not gonna Get them. We just want to hear who you want to hear too. Because yeah. if not, we can just grab the people that we want to talk to all the time. But we want. Maybe hear. we should do that. Maybe, yeah, maybe we should. Maybe we should, maybe we should, maybe just we do, should that. do that. Fuck it, we just do it. <laughs> yeah. All right. So we're gonna have to put the hard pitch for Stranger's Sleeve for sure. Uh, Big Ray. Man. Big Ray has assured me he will yeah. come on after watching yeah. season one of Star Trek. So um, we should. We should try to get some people. We should we should go after Chris Duhan from uh, Oh yeah, Ultra Continues. We should get him on here. Yeah, that, kid, that'd be a big get for us to get. Chris that would Duhan. be. That would be. That would yeah. be. Talk about or, his dad. Or, or or even anybody from from Star yeah. Trek Continues. So I think that would be great. You yeah, know? that would be awesome. So you know, but there's there's all kinds of things that you know we want to do and talk about, but. We also want to hear from you too. So make sure you're doing that. I think I've said that enough. We hopefully you're getting the point because you aren't saying anything, you smooth brains. So <laughs> I'm trying to make sure you're hearing me properly. Exactly. Yeah. My mic on, my mic on. Are you hearing me? Mic check one, two. One, one, two. So let us know what you're thinking. We want to hear from you. Exactly. And so um, now I'm going to turn it over to end the show to the, the master of the donut, the owner of olives, the, <laughs> the, the immortal immortal mr triple d Demetrius Zordo. how about you kick it off for us and send us some how can we how can we find you on the internet well let's see i'm very easy to find Demetrius Zordos on, on on facebook i probably won't accept your friend request because i'm just like that uh, <laughs> he's <laughs> no, got I'm me joking. so he doesn't need you so nah, exactly no i'm joking I, I probably will accept it after, after i do some research uh so this is you can find me on facebook you can find me at the academy hmg 
Facebook page. I'm there posting memes. I haven't been posting memes lately, though, but guess what? I've got some good ones that I'm ready to start posting. So you can find me there. You can find me at the Hami Media Group. You can also find me on Instagram, Dimitri Zerdos9778, where I don't where I post nothing. And you can find me on Twitter at GreekEasy25, which I post nothing. So, but if you really want to get a hold of me, the best best place to get a hold of me is through Facebook, through the Academy HMG, posting stuff on there. Hey, Dimitri, so and so. That's how you're really able to get a hold of me because I'm always check out HMG Pod. I always check out Academy HMG uh, Facebook page. So, guys, go there, check it out if you guys want to get a hold of me, really, because that'd be the best, the best place. Also, too, dippingdonutscny.com, best donuts in the fucking earth. We're celebrating our 20th anniversary. We're doing oh. a 20th anniversary celebration at the store. It's coming up not this Friday, but next Friday. And also, too, zerdosoliveoil.com for the best olive oil in the fucking world because it comes from Greece. So, that's it. So I mean, John, that's that's all I got, John. That's all you got. I can't give any more. We've given them so much. Smooth brains, go to the Academy HMG Facebook page, comment, tell us we fucking suck. I don't care. Just leave just just, just leave a fucking comment and let us know. <laughs> the only person but, who does is is the man himself, Stevie Richards. Stevie okay. Richards. So listen, so be like Stevie. Be like Stevie. Be like Stevie and comment. And and, and on that note. Guys, good night, and we will see you two weeks from now for your next lesson at the Academy. Live long and prosper.